Hey, it's Brian K. Vaughn, and you're listening to Chris's Comics. Episode 11 of Chris's <laughs> Comics Podcast. <laughs> Legs right. 11. Legs 11. Um, my name is Chris, and this is a podcast about comic books. And I'm joined today, yet again, by my esteemed talk nerdy to me co-host, punk rock pirate time lord, Mr. J. Bidette. What do you mean, yet again? You're making because it sound you've... like you're sick of me? You've... Oh, never. I can never be sick of you, but... This was originally a podcast with a different guest on each episode, and you've just been resident on it for the past, like, eight or something. Get some friends <laughs> and learn to Skype. I've got friends, but I'm not good with technology. I've got, I've got honestly, loads of people lined up for this show, but I just I can't figure out how to use my computer. Right, I'm so, so, well, we're not going to anyway, use computer. Anyway, hashtag I digress. Yeah. There we go, that's the first one. Um, yeah, so we're here today to obviously talk about what we've been reading recently. And uh, the main body of the show, we're going to be talking about the Image comic, Dark Fang, which is fairly recent. Issue 1 came out last year, I think. Yeah. I should know my facts on this, really, before we start talking about it. Uh, yeah, written by Miles Gunter and illustrated by Kelsey Shannon. Um, these guys have been super kind to me on social media, too. Uh, we've been chatting over Instagram about some of my reviews. Great guys, and can't wait to talk about that with you. Because um, we haven't spoken about it at all yet, have we? So. No, it was a little presence you got me. Yeah, I got JB the first trade, which is issues one to five, which is what we'll be talking about today. Um, issue six comes out soon, I think, the next couple of weeks. Is it? They're back, yeah, they took a little hiatus, but yeah. Um, definitely a series that I recommend jumping on. Get the first trade now, and then carry on with it when issue six comes out. Anyway, we'll be talking about that a bit later on. First of all, um, I think we've got some news. I'm, we have I'm news? sure there's, I'm sure there's lots of news. Well, I uh, because I remember thinking Job would like to talk about that, um, and then we're going to talk about what we've been reading. Um, it's unfortunately we're doing this podcast right before San Diego Comic Con, so we're, we're going to miss out on all the news that's about to happen. But but we have some more Jared Way news, right? Well, I was going to say but. Chances are that we're going to be able to talk about all that news on um, the Talk Nerdy to Me podcast, or the film stuff, and to be honest... That's right, because so, the Aquaman trailer is going to be shown, so we'll have seen that by the next Talk Nerdy podcast comes out. Right. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the Gerard Way news, I mean, it, it seems to be a, a custom tradition that we open the show talking about Gerard Way for some <laughs> reason, with us both being huge My Chemical Romance fans, that isn't a surprise, really, but yeah... We're obviously big fans of his comic book work too. We both really enjoyed the Umbrella Academy. Mm-hmm. And ish, the long-awaited Volume 3, Hotel Oblivion, is coming out in November, right? Fall, I think so, yeah. As the Americans call it. Um, yeah, awesome here for us. 
we'll get volume three finally. And there's been a few pages that have been put online too, so I've read them and they look great. Art by Gabriel Bart again. Looks fantastic. Can't wait to get stuck into that. I, I'm being quite... N- not negative. Is it is it kind of past for you now? Are you over it? No, it's not that. It's just I know I'm not going to get any answers I want. So I'm going oh, to read it, I'm going to enjoy it, and I'm going to walk away going, bastard. Because <laughs> it will have, it'll have caused a few more questions than answers. I'm in no way slating it. I just, I'm not going to get too excited for something that I know is going to give me a couple of sleepless nights. Well, I'll tell you one thing for sure. Go on. Space Boy has a giant white beard. He's looking pretty gnarly. Okay. Um, looks great. Can't right. wait for that. Any other news? Um, sure. Was something else. If this, if you remember rightly. This. Oh yeah, Animosity by Marguerite Bennett. Is that right? Oh, uh, I think she did. Yeah, that. Marguerite Bennett. So AfterShocks Comics, they put out this series called Animosity, which has now uh, spiraled out into a few uh, mini series from that, like The Rise. Yeah, and stuff I've like seen that. there's quite a few different things going on. They've all there. been fantastic, and the main series is good as well. And they're finally, well, I say finally, it's a fairly new property, isn't it, really? Mm-hmm. They're actually adapting it to TV, live no, action. No, it's right? a movie. Oh, it's a movie? A movie, yeah. Wow. I know, it's quite the jump, but I think at the moment, um, a lot of film studios know comics are in at the moment, mm-hmm. and adap- adaptations of graphic novels. They've been trying to do it for years, like you have V for the Vendetta, A League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. There's been... People have been going along this and it's getting more and more. And I think, obviously, with Marvel yeah. and with DC, wah, wah, um, they are just trying to get more and more stuff adapted. Um, I think there's, I mean, it's been going on for years. Men in Black was a comic book adaptation, The Mask was a comic book adaptation. Mm. I just, I think it's happening as much as it has ever had. We're just noticing it more. We yeah. know what's a graphic novel now. And I think with the success of The Walking Dead, especially image comics and indie comics, mm. you know, if you can call it image indie anymore. But I think <laughs> a lot of people are standing up and taking notice going, actually, these publishers put a lot out that we could adapt that is different and, you know, people will like, like animosity. You know, I think I spoke about this years ago on one of our Talk Nerdy podcasts about this comic book when it you first did. came you out. Were the, you did, you were the uh, you when, were the OG. You were yeah. there, like, issue one, was, trying to push it on me and Gaz. Me and Gaz were like, all right, mate, calm down. It's yeah, just, and yeah. I, I think they might compare it to um, the that book about the animal farm. Oh, yeah, I you did. And you yeah. were like, yeah, but there's dolphins. Yeah, the dolphins, the bastards, the dolphins. Just, yeah, absolute cunts. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> no, I, I spoke about this on our Talk Nerdy podcast when when I was trying to talk about comic books to you, and you and Gaz were just like, nah, mate, it's not the time or place. And then we, <laughs> so I made this podcast so I could talk about comic books. And keep that main cast focused and on movies and TV. You can thank me for that. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, um, I I was championing it from the beginning. The premise is that one day everyone wakes up and animals can talk. Yep. And it's as simple as that. And it's kind of a post-apocalyptic feel. It's just chaos, and it's wonderful. It's not just that they can talk; they're, they're, they're smarter. Oh yeah, well yeah. It's not because yeah. I mean a pigeon. Could, if you made a pigeon talk now, it would just be like seeds, 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 mm. shite, seeds, shite, fly, seeds. But in this, you're saying like the the pigeons like talking to each other, going, oh, "I say, old chap, let's go over there." And they have actual feelings, and they can get jealous. They can get fall in love. Yeah. They and some animals are very scheming, and you know they rise to power. Hence 
the title, the rise in the miniseries, you know, and it's a very interesting series that I recommend reading before that movie comes out. Is it scheduled for a release? Um, the, it's not got any kind of. Yeah. It's just it, it's in development, which mm. is always the beginning part. It's production, which is when they start filming. So yeah. development. You know when you hear like, oh, it's been stuck in development for years, like this... Sex Criminals, for example. Yeah, that's been stuck in development for years. Which, to be honest, I still can't see them making because how is that going to work? I don't think it could happen <laughs> on prime time right? television. Yeah, maybe a Netflix show. I don't know. But even oh still, yeah, maybe a Netflix show. It's quite porny. Luke Cage gets away with a bit of poking. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's true. I think Sweet that... Christmas. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, have you watched much of Luke Cage season two? Only the first two episodes. Same. I've, I've got stuck um, on Cloak and Dagger. I've just been watching that. Um, well, I've been watching... What did I watch? Preacher. Uh, I've been watching Preacher, mate. Maybe uh, that tells us tells you something. that It's not that great. It's not. It's Bushmaster's just come in. Did you see that scene with Bushmaster where he sliced that guy's eyes open? Yeah. Mate, that was brutal, wasn't well, it? I don't, I've got a problem with Bushmaster. Oh, I? Is it the name? <laughs> no, it's not the name. Because I've heard you like to call yourself that. No. You? Spare time. Um, <laughs> no, my problem is... Uh, it's my it's my problem. It's not their problem. It's not... I cannot understand the word he says. Uh, yeah, and that's not you being racist. That's just because he's got a very thick Jamaican accent. He's got a thick Jamaican yeah. Caribbean accent, and I can't understand it. Yeah. I, but to be, but this is what I mean. I can't understand New York accents sometimes. I mm. am not good. I remember I was speaking to a Cockney, um, which for people are uh, American listeners, a Cockney is someone from London, and they probably sound exactly Dick the Van same. Dyke. Dick Apples Van and Dyke. Pears. Yeah, Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins, right? Um, or anything out of Lockstock, it's two smoking barrels and Snatch. Yeah. But I was speaking to a Cockney once, and I couldn't. I right in front of my mates, I went. So where are you from then? And he went. Are you having a laugh, mate? And everyone was thought I was starting on him. I had to assure why everyone. No, I'm not starting on it. I genuinely am taking it. I'm taking an interest. In, I'm clearly from London. So <laughs> I don't. How am I meant to know him with my accent? I was like, well, I can't tell that. I'm bad with accents. I'm worse understanding them. Yeah, maybe they should have had subtitles. I know. <laughs> but it's is like, that, you know what I mean? Well, doesn't Jared, from Jared Go to the Movies, say that if there's English people in a film, he has to put the subtitles on? Yeah. Yeah. Because right. he struggles with it as well. It is it is just a thing. But I've, I'm now up to episode two, and I've, I, I've barely understood a word he's said. <laughs> I've just seen him get shot, and I've been like, oh, he's a tough cookie. That action <laughs> scene was something else, though. It was brutal. Like, I like my horror movies and stuff, and that was pretty intense. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I think Eve wasn't in the room when that happened, and I haven't encouraged her to watch it. I think, that, <laughs> I think that'd be too much for her. Yeah, now I've been watching Cloak and Dagger. Now I've been waiting for this for ages because I love the characters and the comics. You know, I've seen a few. You know, I've seen the trailer. I was like, this looks good. You know, something a bit different, and um, it's it's okay. It's very. It's I don't I don't want to say teen drama because there's a lot of dark subject matter in it, like. All they seem to do is just snort coke and have sex in cars. So coke and dagger. Yeah, I've I've actually renamed it coke and dagger, coke and dogger. Ah, oh. <laughs> yeah, but that's basically it. It's um, I'm waiting for it to get going, but I'm on like ish, episode six now, and it's I just want them to use their powers together and go and 
you know, fight crime. fight crime and stuff, but they don't. They just kind Street of street level stuff. I don't know. It's it's very much an origin series. Maybe this is just what series one's going to be like. But it's one of those shows that you just like. Oh, come on, get going. You know, let's get to the real stuff. Well, here. I've not watched any Runaways yet. I no, I haven't been able runaways. to because it's Hulu and we can't get that. So unless we obtain it illegally online, which, I, which I am dead dead against. I watch everything. Above board nah. on Amazon Prime and all the rest of he it. He only does. Someone else pays for. <laughs> he, he only does because he's incapable. You're on Basically. Capable. You are indeed the worst pirate I've ever heard of. Basically. Well, didn't you download something once and like you messaged me to say, I've got five viruses on my computer? Yeah, I tried, I tried to watch the new Power Rangers movie and I did something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, um, Cloak of Diet. I'm going to carry on watching it, but it's... Not what I was expecting, really. Um, um, what about the first look at Brenton Threats as Robin in the upcoming Titans TV show? That looks unne- That looks <laughs> unnecessarily dark. Oh, well, it's fucking DC. What do you expect? I know, but is it many? What? Pray tell. What universe is this tying into? Oh fuck knows. <laughs> no one knows anymore. That I listened to Batforce Radio and they interviewed one of the showrunners from this this show mm. and he wouldn't he wouldn't die, divulge what universe it's probably because he doesn't even fucking know himself you know I mean yeah. well here's the thing I, I don't know I mean the, the first look at Robin okay he looks okay but hasn't he got like the wrong hair colour you know he it's a bit brown it doesn't look like Robin I mean, it's it like, like, like a blonde hair he looks like a bad cosplay bad cosplay yeah. this is what DC right I know we shouldn't really take things on face value but with superheroes especially if they don't look like they do in the comics, then straight away you're kind of like, meh. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like I mean, Supergirl, for me, she looks like a bad cosplayer at the TV show. Not great. You know, and now this, it's kind of like, just have, just give him black hair. But now every, they have, every Robin has had black hair. They have to acknowledge now, though, that there is a Batman in that universe. Yeah. But then they're going to have to explain where... Where is Batman? Well, and he's got to be older because this one... Oh, excuse me. Well, at least he oh, came off that end. God. It'll be coming out the other soon. I'm drinking this uh, very strong bottle of cider that my mum bought me. Um, <laughs> Thatcher's Oak Aged Vintage Somerset Cider. This is not a sponsored program. 7.4%. I'm get, I don't know if I'm going to be able to finish this podcast. <laughs> Fuck me. Um, watch, watch, listen to me slowly deteriorate as the podcast goes on. <laughs> <laughs> By the time I'm reading out the books for next week, I'm not going to be able to do it. Might as well, might as well have played a round of golf. Um, so yeah, I, I, honestly, mate, like as soon as I saw st- what they've done with Starfire, I know they're set photos. I know it's not, you know, official photo. That's the first official one we've had. Yeah, that's it. the first official one. But. It also looks like a bad cosplay photo. Yeah, it looks also like kind of you know where someone goes. Oh, let's pose somewhere and Photoshop some stuff in. It. I don't like any of it. Yeah, I am I'm not, not interested. I'm not sold on it. I'd love to be wrong because I'm a big Teen Titans fan. You I are? love the Teen Titans comics. You're going to see the film. Um, yeah, I'm going to go and see the animated movie next week. Teen Titans go to the movies. That looks funny. You know, I love all the iterations of the Teen Titans really, but. That just kind of looks like it's already going to be bad. Do you know when you look at something and you go, nah, it's going to be shit, that. You can just tell already, can't you? Yeah. Like, yeah. You, like a pub. Like, you can tell when you... when a pub, Like, there's a pub in Bootle called The Goat. 
<laughs> and you just look at walk past that going, well, if I walk in there, I'm not walking out with both my eyes. It's probably going to end up like Bushmaster's going to be in there. And <laughs> it's, it's bad and all around. the guts, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anything else, Job? Any other news? I'd, there wasn't really any other news other than that. Mm. It's all been just, it's more about what we've been reading, really. Mm. We've, had, there's been, we've had plenty of time to read stuff. Yeah. Should we talk about what we've been reading? Well, I, I'd be interested to go through the singles with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I want to talk about um, The Immortal Hulk. Yes. Because we've both read the first two issues. Mm-hmm. Issue three comes out this Wednesday. Okay. Um, I love it. I love it? I think it's great. I do? It's just a straight-up horror book. Like, especially in issue two, when... Uh, that guy's got like that green shit coming out of his eyes and stuff. Yeah. I was like, this is great. It's pure horror, mate. I and love the tone of the book is just spot on. I just love it how it just. This is how I remember the Hulk: yeah. a guy Scary. on the run, afraid of himself, yeah. but trying to help and do right where necessary. I I loved it. Yeah. And I those actually... covers by Alex Ross are just superb. Oh yeah. I mean, God, you can't go wrong. I was really... actually. Is, is, is it? It is Alex Ross. It isn't is. It? It yeah. Must yeah, be. yeah. I, I was really worried when I began reading the second one that they started talking about um, deaths, like a group of, of, of people dying. I thought, I misread it and thought, oh no, it's going to go into uh, the deaths of the motorcyclists and this is going to be the big story. And then when it went straight up into another thing, I was like, yes, this is yeah. what I want, kind of issue by issue. I like yeah. it like that. That's how I like that Moon Knight book. Yeah. I like it issue by issue. One and done. Ever changing. Kind of, yeah. It doesn't have to always be a thread. Exactly, yeah. It's just... Story which we yeah. like, yeah, and that especially is how the Hulk works. Yeah, is you throw all these different scenarios at him and just have the constant thread of his personal journey going through the Jekyll and Hyde, yeah, oh, and, yeah, and they are, and it's great as well. And I like how the skirt, Hulk is scary, yeah, like he's genuinely he's being drawn to look fucking terrifying, not in any way, far, far away from the Disney image of having him being this lovable brute. Yeah, um, he's, no, if you, if you're he's sick, a monster. If you're sick of the way that the Hulk's been treated for the past few years, get on this book because you'll love it. It's really good. No, I like yeah, that. I'll be picking up issue three this Wednesday. Definitely, it's, that's a series I'm going to stay on for a while. I think. Yeah, definitely. Did um, you um, Did you enjoy Spider Man? I did. I loved it. Did yeah. you like it? I liked it a yeah. lot. So Amazing Spider Man issue one came mm-hmm. out last Wednesday. Um. Yeah, uh, Nick Spencer is writing it, and we're both big fans of him from Ant Man. Yeah, he also did um, Secret Empire, which I didn't realize. What part of Secret Empire? Well, the whole you know, fucking thing. You know what? That doesn't shock me because Ant Scott Lang, Lang, Scott Lang yeah, has yeah. a big part in it. Yeah. He's a douchebag, and then he comes back to save the day. So yeah, that does... but <laughs> Nick Spencer is fantastic. Like, because he can write serious stuff, like. Secret Empire, which I liked, you weren't as uh, big on. It was on, a bit, but bit convoluted for me. He's the main thing is he gets humor right, yeah, he does. and that's the most important thing to get in a Spider-Man book. Mm. And that book had me laughing my ass off on many occasions. Like there was a few parts in it. Um, I loved the Star Wars reference when he was talking to Johnny Storm, mm. and he was like, "He doesn't like you. I don't like you either. You better watch yourself." <laughs> like shit, like that, like. I thought it was great, I'm, and I'm going to continue reading it, definitely. No, I am. And I'm excited for once. I mean, I, I can't remember the last time I read a Spider-Man title monthly, because it's just been that long. I was, I was loving it because I was laughing at um, Mephisto. Um, I thought that... and that uh, The one thing... Conf- um, confu- not Mephisto. 
Ah, what's his name? Morbius. Mo? No. 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 The the, the guy. The oh, guy. Mysterio. Mysterio. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Mephi- fucking Mephisto. Uh, Mysterio. I was laughing at Mysterio. I thought it what was great how he is. He is this over the top, yeah. dramatic guy. Yeah. And it's, it's like you. You only have to give a statement, sir. You only have to say if you're guilty or not guilty. This is yeah. the, it's my monologue. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that, the, that, the, that thing at the end, though, it was uh, by a different artist. It was Humberto Ramos, who yeah. did uh, Champions and... Uh, oh, what else did he do? I don't know. I like his work, though. Well, who, is the, who, is the, who is the guy... Who has he made a deal with? This was what I couldn't tell. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm... I'm no, I don't think I knew either because I think that might be a new character, maybe. Oh, is or, it? Because yeah, it's, it's almost like death incarnation, isn't like, it? Is that like Scarecrow or someone? Like I, I don't know. Like, but yeah, that that there was a little mini story at the end that was showing Mysterio in the courtroom, mm. and that bit where like she started like throwing, throwing up bugs. bugs. Oh, it and got then, dark. Like, it was like a plague or something, and everyone was dying. And yeah, stabbing. I was like, wow. And I was kind of like, wow. <laughs> I literally have turned the page. Like yeah. before this page, everything was yeah. happy go lightly, quite funny. Yeah, even the color palette changed. Yeah, completely. it was really dark. Yeah, and then he and then he kind of goes at the end. Oh, was was that all? I'm, maybe I am going mental. And he I'm... just screamed. He was like, no. And then it was like, oh, he is insane. And then, yeah. but then you saw the little bug at the end. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, no, it wasn't in yeah. his head. I loved yeah. all that. But the main artist on the book, um, oh God, what's his name? He was on um, Invincible from Image Comics for hundreds of issues. It was this is actually his Marvel Comics debut. Mm. Um, I really liked his art. It was uh, it matched Spider Man perfectly. I think I also, he draws a good Spidey. I like also how Nick is continuing on. From the revelations of Superior Spider-Man, yeah, right. You see, I got really annoyed. I, one thing I did make make me look back at the last, because I, I liked that Spider-Man that was being done by um, Dan Slot. Dan Slot. People didn't, but I did. But one thing it did kind of brush over was the whole the, 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 the ripple effect from Doctor Otto Octavius being inside his brain for that long. It did just kind of like go, oh, it's all sorted now, don't worry. This is continuing on going, no, there is still ramifications from this. And yeah. I, I enjoyed that. I, I mean, I've, that. I've not read that Superior Spider-Man run yet. It's a must. Um, it's Dan Slott, isn't it? It, yeah. it? Yeah, it's Dan Slott. No, yes. It is Dan Slott. Yes. But he just didn't continue the thread into the no, Amazing Spider-Man. No, he but just kind of like brushed over. Obviously, like, I, I want to write Iron Man. I've not read that yet. Um, we will do some episodes on that because I've bought all the trades for it. And mm. you've been pushing it on me for ages now um, but yeah I I didn't read that and I still understood that reference to quote Captain America yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean because um, it quickly just got oh yeah this happened then and he did these degrees um, when he was me basically I was like oh, okay that's fine what was great about this issue one was it was an issue one it was a real good starting point mm. jump on you know well was... issue zero would have helped with the I've, whole him living with Boomerang, whatever uh, his name is, the the ring, I, ma- I ring. Knew, yeah, I knew that already. Yeah, because oh, no, of, it was a free comic book the day. Free comic yeah, book yeah, day. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. That's why. Yeah, um, but no, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I'm looking forward to the fact that now he's got to be with. Um, well, actually, I'm going to be careful what we say because. Spoilers. I haven't been. Oh even fuck realized. it! This is Chris's comics. Everything that we're talking about, we're going to spoil. I like the fact so. that he's then the, the lizards at the end. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, that was cool. That was a nice little thing. Yeah. And he's back with Mary Jane. And I love the opening too with him in the black suit. So that was a nice little touch. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that but that was in his dream, weirdly enough. I thought it was like a flashback. Was it a, was it a, I thought well maybe he's dreaming of a flashback because yeah, he wakes up. So um have you read Ant Man and the Wasp? Yeah. And <sighs> I read issue one and I thought it was good, but I'm not, not gonna con- I'm not gonna carry on with it. Um, I thought the art was fantastic. I really art liked was, the art. Art was pretty. Art was great. Um, but the uh, who, who writes it? Oh, it's Mark Wade. He's usually really good. But it, no, it just wasn't for me. Like I just, you know, I've got to cut down on a pull list, and that's that's getting cut. Unfortunately, it's it was a cool first issue, but for me, the art carried it. The story yeah, just yeah. it was a bit out there. It's it's know. it's gone even further out there, and I don't mind it. In the, in the second issue I'm just kind of already over this it, it's it's such a what's the word it, it, they're, they're playing on the fact that oh, they can go really really tiny and there's this whole other world and that would have been good for one issue but it seems like they're going to stay there for a while and I'm not interested mm-hmm. in it I want to see them interact with the real world yeah. not in this yeah. microverse bit too really wacky yeah um, I also got Thor wasn't bad yeah, Thor. I was gonna jump on Thor and and read that from issue one, but the six dollar cover price completely put me off it. I know that Amazing Spider Man was six dollars also, but you know it's fucking Spider Man. I'm gonna buy it. It was but thick though. Thor. Um, I'm already sort of taking a chance on it because I'm not the biggest Thor fan in the comics, and I saw the cover price and I was like, no, no. If it was four dollars, maybe. Mm. But yeah. So so how is it? It's. It's all right. I'm definitely reading issue two. It's definitely got moments, really good moments in it. It just needs a little bit tighten up here and there. The artwork is what puts me off. The artwork is what initially drew me to it. Is right? it the same creative team? I think it is. Russell uh, Dortman and Jason I think Aaron, it is. isn't it? I think it is. But the the artwork is what drew me to it that I saw in the little uh, in the little preview books. Mm. But it doesn't work panel for panel. It's good for covers, but I, for me, it doesn't work on a panel by panel. I almost felt like and my um, my eyes were out of focus. Mm. It didn't. I didn't like it. Weird. But the story was interesting enough He's to keep me going. Yeah, because I I do want to see how he is gonna try and bec- can he carry on? He's got one arm and no hammer. He, you know <laughs> what what is left for Thor? <laughs> so that that was interesting. Um, let's talk about Plastic Man. Let's talk about Plastic Man. Because <laughs> we've both read issues one and two, right? Oh, yes. You love it. I love it. <laughs> it's I great, absolutely it? love it. It's great. It's, great. Yeah. it's, 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 it's refreshing. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, I like the fact he's a bit of an anti-hero because he's, he's, he's has got a criminal past. Yeah. I didn't know that about him. Isn't it dead like 50s gangster Yeah, it like, is really. For the first issue, I was like, when is this set? Yeah. Because it was like proper like old school, like 50s looking with the gangsters and stuff. But I think it is current climate because they're talking about Justice League now and stuff and mm. ba- Batwoman showed up in issue two and... She had her Batwoman oh, costume I, on, you know. I like, love all the film references he makes when he's yeah. fighting people. Like he goes as a dragon and makes the Lord of the Rings reference. Then he dresses the Transformers. He's like, these films made no sense. And yeah. then he's clearly <laughs> Iron Man. Yeah. And then he goes, I can't say anything here because I don't want to get sued yeah. for copyright. It's, it's genius. Yeah, it's really good. Um, it's really fun. It's Gail Simone that's writing it. She's also doing Domino at the moment, which is fantastic. Um. She's she's done Deadpool in the past. She's a really fun writer. I just some good stuff. Well, I the what the one thing it nearly nearly lost me was I, in its second issue, I was like, huh, 
oh, I don't get the reading order here, I've missed something. And then by the end of the second issue, it brought it round. Apologies to the outside noises. <laughs> we have the window open and I live in High Park. Enough said. <laughs> I, 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 but I, I, I loved it. I, I love his dialogue. I love how crazy he is. I love how... I just love everything about it. Like, there's, there's yeah. nothing... The only thing I'm just amazed at is it is going straight to... Is it an origin story? That's my only thing. Yeah, because you get little flashbacks, don't you? I mean, the first episode, okay. first issue you see, like him transforming into Plastic Man. And, and they know. throw him out the car. Yeah, and then it's yeah. But the, the first page is him. They haven't seen him before. They haven't seen him since the accident. Yeah. And he's I, still pretending like there's nothing wrong with him. And they break his legs. Yeah, I don't think too much time has passed since that happened. But then yeah. I don't get how that was set up with DC continuity. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But it's only a six-issue miniseries. So maybe so it is meant to be set a bit before then. I don't know. But it's great. No, I really a lot of fun. enjoyed that. Going to continue reading that. Um, have you read Iron Man issue one? Yes. Now, what did you think about this? <sighs> oh. Oh, this that's is... not a reaction I was expecting. No, so it's, so I'm... it's written by Dan Slott. It's written by Dan Slott, who has been clearly batting for this since he's because ever since, he's since he turned Spider-Man, Spider-Man into, into Iron Man. Iron Man. <laughs> um, I think he's capable. There's there was again there was really nice moments. It was funny moments, but there was some bits where it was very Iron Man by numbers. Like uh, for one thing, by the way, I cannot stand how he's drawn. I cannot stand. Okay, so the art is by Valerio Shit... Shit... Shithouse. <laughs> Valerio Shithouse. Val- no, Valerio Shitty. Oh my God, that is how you pronounce it. Um, <laughs> but I thought the art was good. I, I quite liked it. It's, um, his, it's his top lip muzzy. It, <laughs> it bothers the hell out of me. It looks like he's been eating Marmite and got it stuck on his top lip. It... it, it I constantly had to second look and go, that's the, a moustache is above the lip. He has a moustache as a lip. <laughs> it's, 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 I didn't like it, really. No. It kept irking me. What did you think about the way that he drew that robot? She had tits. It's like, why do you need to give a robot, robot tits? tits? Yeah. <laughs> she but was with, like dead seductive with that guy. And it's like, that's a bit was, weird. It, it was a little bit silly, but I, which I didn't mind. Yeah. Um, I like the fact Finn Fang Foom was in it. I'm a, yeah, I'm a Finn Fang yeah. Foom fan. <laughs> That's hard to say. It is. Um, so I, I did like that. Yeah, so I thought, that I thought that it was in. a fun read. You know, um, Whether or not I continue with it is another matter, um, but I thought it was a perfectly good book. For he jumps, sh- jumping straight to, and then Iron Man makes a giant Transformers uh, Power Rangers like suit <laughs> to take on Finn Fang Foom. I was kind of like, all right, it's... Almost a bit obvious. I felt like I was reading the comic that I'd already been. That's yeah. the only thing, and not all the jokes hit. It was like it was a bit like how I felt about Doctor Strange. Not every joke hit it out of the park. Mm. I will buy the second one, but I didn't like it again at the end. How it's it annoys me when you get to the very very end of the story, and at the end there's just a bad guy going, "Haha! Little do they know." I am just in the shadows. It's like, where the fuck were you for the past few pages? That's bad. That's lazy writing. Yeah. Just put something else in or put them in in another issue or something a lot less, a lot more subtle than just them going, I, the con- what was his name? The Continuer. 
the container or whatever it was. <laughs> I it was. I didn't like that. It's just the cliffhanger to get you to buy the next issue. No, but I was gonna. Be, if, if if you need that to get me to buy the next mm. issue, you haven't wrote that issue correctly. Mm. That's all I'm saying. And also, I know how we talk about how the covers don't reflect on the inside. But again, the cover made me feel like I was gonna get this dark, gritty Iron yeah. Man. And it was a really fun-filled packed Iron Man, yeah. which kind of yeah. threw me off. I would have preferred a fun-filled cover to at least set the tone. I completely agree with that. Um, I loved the cover. I actually didn't open the book to to see what it was like until I bought it and I got home. I was like, oh, okay. It gets a bit different here, but whatever. Uh, but yeah, there was a few different variants too with different Iron Man armors on. Oh, was there? Cool, yeah. I never saw that. Um, so let's carry on the Marvel theme. Let's talk about Avengers... Because the first um, five issues has come out, I think. I don't think we've talked about it together. Oh, God. And where am I up to? I'm up to issue... I bought the variant with Captain Marvel on the front. So I actually don't know. Well, the latest issue was issue four that came out. Apologies. So we've got four books. I think I am on issue four. It's the one where Hulk and Thor go to see Odin. Yeah, I'm on that. I haven't read it yet, but I'm on it. End up like getting off for some reason. Which is a weird panel when She-Hulk was like trying to save Thor because he was like too cold or something. Oh no, I, well, I don't know. Oh, Spoiler? Like, maybe you might have spoiled something. <laughs> well, there's not much to it. Well, that's the thing. It's kind of it started off like it started off good. I like the first issue, but it's become again just like typical Avengers. Oh, Loki's the bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a good book. I like the art in it, and I, again, like you, I like the way it started. Um... But they get they're harping on about these prehistoric Avengers, oh. and the next arc is going to be like Ghost Rider riding a mammoth or something. <laughs> and I'm dropping it. I've, yeah, I've, again, I've, I'm saying about a pull list. It's too long. And I need to cut cut down on stuff, and this is getting cut. Unfortunately, it's it's it started with a, a strong desire. Yeah, but it just seems to have gone into the usual. Tropes of yeah. event. I, I mean, I don't know what what is in this that isn't in other Avengers books. You can just pick up. It's there's nothing new to read. There's, these characters aren't develop. The characters are not developing. No. That's the other thing. I want character development. There is nothing happening here. The characters are just sounding off, saying the usual punchlines. Interesting it's fact. It's written by Jason Aaron, the guy who did Thor. Oh right. Yeah. yeah. But no, I think. Um, they're relying too heavy on the art to carry it yeah. and you can only go so far with that do you know what I mean if the writing's not strong enough then I'm going to drop it I'm not just buying it because it looks good well do you know what I did decide to pick up that I wasn't going to pick up and I'm going to continue it go on that fucking Punisher Cosmic Ghost Rider mate let's talk about that that blew my <laughs> tiny little mind <laughs> same dude because I think on last episode we were talking about solicitations yeah. and that popped up and you were like, dude, look at this, what the fuck? It's Ghost Rider, but Frank Castle, the Punisher, in space. And I was like, what? Because I've not been following Punisher or Ghost Rider. And neither have I. So I don't know what's going on with them. Um, but then I think Fieldmouse recommended it to me. It was like, yeah, Cable's going to be in it. I was like, sound, I'll read that then. And yeah, picked up issue one and absolutely fell in love with it. Because it, it kind of, I mean, the art was great. It was wacky, absolutely bullshit. Bat, no, bu- not bullshit. Bullshit, batshit, batshit crazy. crazy. And um, 
the great thing about it was it kind of recapped what happened in like Thanos and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, did it with a so, few panels. Yeah, you were caught up straight away. And then it, it got into the, you know, the stuff where he is now. He's, um, he's in heaven. He's, with, he's with Odin. Yeah. And, um, mate, just the fact that he punched baby Thanos was enough for me. <laughs> like, it was amazing, and the fact that he's taken him with him on this little journey now, and strapped like, him to yes. the front, like the hangover, I am... the, kid with the, the guy, the kid, or like Cable with his his, his baby. Like I'm just totally on board for this it's, series. The thing is, I'm on board, but this will then this is a good story with a character, but it isn't a good Punisher story. This isn't the Punisher. This is what I call... This is classic... Tri- I don't know. The way he was kind of moping was very punishery. This is what I call... Tri- and he's like, where where do I go now? What, what else do I do? It's Trigger's you know? Broom. Have you ever heard of Trigger's Broom? No. So Trigger's Broom, for those who don't know, there's a brilliant show in the UK called Only Fools and Horses. It went ran for years and years. And there's a character called Trigger. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Right? Trigger, yeah. And Trigger, in one scene, he's sweeping up in a cafe... And they're, they're all talking to him, and he decides he's a very boring man, but he's very d- dumb as well. And he says, this is my favourite broom. I've had it 18 years. And they all look at each other shocked and go, 18 years? Trigger? How have you had that broom 18 years? It looks amazing. He goes, well, it has had nine new heads and ten new handles. <laughs> well, they go, well, it's not the same fucking broom, <laughs> is it? And this is Trigger's broom. What when you, at the end of all this, this isn't Frank Castle the Punisher. Right. This is because nothing he did. I kept excusing his behaviour. Like I thought he wouldn't go and kill. He wouldn't kill a baby. He wouldn't even consider it. But you know what? Maybe he would because he's gone insane from Ghost Rider being in his head. He wouldn't go back to that. He would choose to go and save his family, but maybe he wouldn't because Thanos has pissed him off and got in his head so much. So I began excusing, and, and at the end of the day, the character we're seeing, the way he's portrayed. That isn't Frank Castle. It's a good character. It was really fun. And I want to see where this goes. But at the end of the day, if I was someone to say, could you recommend a really good Punisher storyline? This will not be the one we recommend. Oh, no, absolutely not. I mean, it is what it is. It's Cosmic Ghost Rider. Punisher isn't even in the title. Um, I wouldn't even recommend it to Ghost Rider fans, to be honest. No, that's what I mean. It's Trigger's Broom. It's some weird amalgamation. It's a great idea, and it's it's executed brilliantly um, so far. Uh, It's only a miniseries. Um, I don't think imagine that And I'm going, yeah. I'm I'm definitely going to continue with this, because I thought it was fantastic, and it really surprised me. Um, Can I talk about a few things, unless you've got some more single issues you can think of? Saga? Yeah, yeah, let's talk about... Have you read the latest issue oh, of Saga? Oh, oh, right, so for a little bit of a recap, boys and girls. I didn't. I thought I was caught up on Saga. I got to the end of issue 51, 52, whatever it is, and at the end, spoiler alert of that one, uh, Prince Robot goes to sell out the, the family, sell out the entire well, the, family. The will turns up. I, 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 by the way, spoilers, did you just say spoilers? I did yeah. say spoilers, I've said this. Spoiler for Saga, that's a big deal for people that read Saga. Yeah. Okay. So the, so I, I said to Chris when we went comic book shopping, I'm really stuck on Prince Robot. And he and Chris is like, why are you stuck on Prince Robot? Well, I just don't know where I stand with him. I like him, but his morals are kind of all over the place. And Chris goes, were you not... Are you t- what are you talking about? The last page. And Chris went, I don't think you've see, read the latest one. And now I know what you mean. <laughs> Dude, he's, his head got fucking ripped off. Oh, mate. 
He's I, is he dead? Is I, he dead? Yeah, he's dead as shit, mate. I what? audibly gasped when I read that. I did. I was like, ah! <laughs> Abby was like, what? I was like, you need to read this right now. <laughs> they, this remind this reminded me of in the Shield, which is a fantastic cop show, when they killed Len. Which was a mad, mad thing to do. This character had been in every episode, was a side character, but a main one, and there was no reason you didn't think he was going to die. And this, his best mate, out of nowhere, but it makes sense, kills him. I remember my mate said, I showed my mate that show, and he said he was sat watching it, and his missus was asleep next to him. And when it happened, he went, Fuck off! <laughs> Dead loud, and woke her up. And I, I turned the page and went, Shit! Because he's... I just didn't see it coming. Well, did you not see it coming when, like, it kind of flashed up on the screen, like, him as a kid? Like, a, a very vulnerable moment when he was a child, and I was like, oh. I look back now and realise that's yeah. why I'd done it, but at the time, lot, I thought it was to excuse his behaviour yeah. and to bring you more onto why that's a, he's fucked up. That's a trope, that, for when they're going to kill a character off. They give you a little bit of old... bit of sympathy there, you know, like... I, I mean, I think... We don't know much about how the alien race works, so for all we know, he's dead as shit, man. <laughs> oh, no, I'm don't telling say you, it. Prince Robot is dead. I as loved. A I loved. If there was anything weirder, I loved watching him have sex. It was, <laughs> that's all. I, I know exactly what you mean. It Ro- was, robot TV sex is just the most weirdly arousing thing I've ever looked at. Two things died this month. Prince Robot and Comic Crypt. I thought you were going to say my erection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to Comic Crypt. JB, I know this is an audio podcast, but JB is actually repping the Comic Crypt TV shirt. Rest in peace. We love you guys. Make Comics Crypt again. Jane Fieldmouse. Best dudes ever. Um, but yeah, so Saga, that, that blew me away. And I, I think that other, that, that little rat shrimp thing's dead as well. That got oh, the that, that horrible character. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that had the will as the slave, yeah. In fact, there was a lot of death in this one. Yeah. Wow. Well, the, the way I'm looking at this now is, he's coming to the end of this, I think. Everyone's dying. Is he, is he dying. Game of Thrones in it and just killing mm, everyone? I think he may be. I think he may be. But we... Uh, Have you seen the cover to the next issue? No. Issue 54, it's a single feather. That could be referencing... Well, the uh, mum got Alana shot. getting she, shot. She got she shot. Got shot. Oh, I don't want Alana yeah. to die. Oh, I like watching her. You know who I really... <laughs> oh, yeah, she's a horny bitch. <laughs> you know who I really don't want to die? What? Goose. Oh, Go- Goose oh, is dying. No. no. He's like um, Darren from... Um, Daryl from Walking Dead. No, he... If he dies, we riot. I... You know what I think is going to happen next? Uh, uh, excuse me. Um, I think Lion Cat and um, his ex is going to show up with Sophie. You reckon? Well, yeah, it's got it. Imagine the the, the kick off there. Well, if they were all there together on this final planet now, I mean, oh. I could be right. It could be going for another fifty issues, but I feel like it's the end game. I I don't know. I don't think. I think it's got such a, a thing going. I think Brian K. Vaughan has got a mad mad story, mm. and he he's telling it so slowly as well. Think about it. Mm. He's telling it really episodically slowly. And but at no point over this. Does it I feel mean, slow? We'll we'll talk about. Saga in its entirety on a later podcast because I want to get Gaz on to talk about that with. But yeah, no point so far. You know, 53 issues and every one has been a fucking banger hit out the park. Yeah. It's never felt slow. It's never felt dragged. I can't think of a bad issue. It's never been a bad issue of Saga. 
Like I posted, I posted uh, issue fifty three on my Instagram and just wrote. I didn't write a review. I just put the caption "shit." <laughs> and then someone commented on it. Let me give this guy a shout out. Um, at little underscore nerd underscore busters, he says "shit" as in good or "shit" as in this is a shitty issue. And I just commented back saying "saga is never shitty." <laughs> <laughs> so that's your answer. <laughs> But yeah, um, wonderful, wonderful book. Uh, if you've not read it, sorry, we've just spoiled the shit out of it for you. <laughs> but yeah, fantastic. Uh, what else have I been reading? I've read issue one of Multiple Man. That was dead good. I did like that. Uh, yeah, lots of fun. Um, mutants, so you're not going to be interested. Yeah. Um, uh, read the latest issue of Sex Criminals, issue 25. Seemingly the last issue. I know I said this months ago, <laughs> but there's been no more solicitations for any more issues of Sex Criminals, and this wraps everything up in a nice, neat bow. Um, great stuff. Loved it. Doomsday you, Clock? You need to catch up with Sex Criminals so we can talk about that. Doomsday Clock? Let's not talk about Doomsday Clock because we're planning on talking about the whole thing. Aren't but we? you've read it. Oh, yeah. And thumbs up? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. That's all that matters. <laughs> um, I read issue one of Unnatural. Now, I know you want to talk about this with me. You, yeah, because I'm just curious. You've not read it. No, so I saw Well, the front so co- is the main character. I saw <laughs> I saw the front cover and was like not not phased. It didn't it didn't do anything. And then you've posted like a variant issue. Yeah, got oh, a I saw one. Cover. And yeah. and I saw that the woman is a voluptuous one, but she's a little piggy. She is a pig. She's called um what's, what's And her that name? confused the fuck out of me as to what you were reading. Yeah, um her name is Leslie, she's a pig, and she lives in a world uh, where it's all sort of anthropomorphic creatures, but they're very hum- humanoids. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's it's by um, it's written and drawn by an Italian comic book artist and writer called Merca Alondoffo, and this is actually a reprint. It was originally released in Europe last year, I think. I think they're coming to the end of the run now. I think it's only I think it's a twelve issue miniseries. Right. Um so yeah, this is it printed finally in English. Issue one came out the other week. I really like it. The art is absolutely gorgeous. The story is very out there. Um so basically all these it's it's very sort of teen dramery. Hmm. All these different species are living together. Um but they can't... They've got to mate or partner up with the same species. To keep those species going? Yeah, sort of. And if if they cross species or you know have sex with other species, it's, like, real bad. It, it's actually quite socially and politically relevant, some of the issues that they bring up in this book, because some of it is, like, sort of, you know, homophobic and into race, you know, touching on those subjects. Mm. So, in that way, I quite like it. Um some of the art is quite erotic, as you'd imagine from the comic, the cover, you know. Um, but I, I like it. I'm going to continue with it. Yeah. All right. That it's a pre- pretty basic premise. She is having sexual dreams about fucking a wolf man, basically. Right. She's got the hot for this little. Well, I say little. He's a very burly white wolf man, very muscly. You know how <laughs> I like muscly white haired gentleman yeah. who's up for the role. <laughs> He's up for the role. And she's fantasizing about this this wolfman, and she's like, "No, I shouldn't be having these these thoughts about you know fucking a different species. It's not right." Right. And um, and that's basically it, really. And it's about like a young 
girl struggling with her sexuality, basically. Yeah. And it's cool. I like it. No, fair enough. Yeah. Um, Not nothing that you'd be interested in. No. But yeah. <laughs> um I read uh, Tank Girl All Stars issue one. I got a nice Stranger Things variant cover of that, but oh, we saw that. Uh-huh. Um it's pretty cool. Oh I did see it's that. Dressed as eleven yeah, with yeah. Demodog Demogorgon in the background. Uh, that was okay. I, I'm not going to carry on with it. Um, I just dipped in it out of curiosity more than anything because I've not really read much Tank Girl other than the free comic book day thing, and I like that. But no, nah, it, was, it was okay, but I'm not going to continue with it. Um, I've been loving Marvel 2-in-1, which is... Oh, you have, actually. You've been, the yeah. thing in the Human Torch. Uh, the art is spectacular. Um, and Well, I'm reading out my review here on Instagram. Art was spectacular. Hmm. The story was very moving. Wow. That's great. And I can't wait for the return of the Fantastic Four, Dan Slott and Sarah Pacelli, on it. Um, speaking of reviews, mm. we have both been quoted in our in a shop. Oh, yeah, yeah. Our local comic book shop, Worlds oh. Apart. Yeah. Shout out. They've both pumped our reviews on the shelves. Uh, our nice. recommendations, yeah. Yeah. For Pride Month, me and JB reviewed a couple of books, and they've, uh, yeah... They put our review there with a little pick. Mine was for number one with a bullet, which wrapped up nicely. If you wanted to, you know, I was very, very impressed with that book. And I would, I'd love to lend you my issues. But one, I don't trust your grubby little fingers. And two... You know where they've been. You, um, you've got enough on your plate to I try have. and read. I don't think you'll have time. But it was, I'd urge anyone out there, go and read it. I especially look like, the what really drew me into it was the colours and the artwork because it was the same artist uh, that was on We Are Robin and oh I, really yeah and that's mm. what got me into We Are Robin I love that oh. style it kind of reminds, reminds me of the, the 90s were a weird time and in the 90s 90s cartoons got really fucking weird like Ren and Stimpy um, and what's that Rock, Rocco's Modern Life but some of the artwork always stuck, struck a chord with me as it was different and exciting and they do that. It's kind of Rugrats-y kind of artwork and it it was different for Batman and it really make really brought this off the page. It really lent itself to the chaos of what was happening in this story which there's no superheroes, there's no powers, it's just a crime story cool. which it needed that. I recommended Alters um, which has been really good. The first volume um Drawn by Lee, I can't say her name. Brilliant. Uh, can you say her name? Yeah, let me have a look. Leila Lees. Yeah, she's a great artist. Um, and let me see who it's written by. I should have known because I fucking reviewed the thing. Paul Jenkins. Um, it's the world's first transgender superhero, basically. And it's about her journey um, in finding herself and dealing with a world that is out to get her for many different reasons. Mm. Um, and yeah, I just put in my review, I re- recommend this to any trans youth looking for a hero to be part of their transitioning journey. Great stuff. And uh, thanks to Worlds Apart for, sh- for you know, putting our review up there and giving us our own sort of pick of the month on yeah. the shelf. I mean, to me, that was almost like a, a, a long... A, lo- a lifelong dream come true <laughs> to have my own like comic book pick on a shelf in a comic shop. Like I was like, that's, that's cool. Awesome. Man. That was cool. Yeah. So um, I've also read and 
I've been reading Preacher, which it's, I'm on up to volume four in the books. You get the trades are huge, by the way, Chris. If you never, if you ever seen a Preacher trade, they're about as thick as your see your Black Mirror trade. Oh yeah. Or the JSA trade. There, they are that thick. They don't yeah. come any. In fact, no, you know what? See your cable ones. Oh, ah, right, They're yeah, that yeah. thick. So, like, seven, eight issues. Oh, it ran for ages. And, um, yeah, I, I, I can't get enough of it. And the new series is on as well. So, it's really hard reading it whilst watching the TV series. And the TV series tells a story differently. So, I'm uh, trying not to spoil yeah. it for myself. But, either way, it's a great read. Um, and the other one I dipped into was Batwoman. Um, I've been dying to read this ever since I've been reading uh, Detective Comics, uh, and I I fell in love with this character. Yeah, you know how I like my female superheroes. Yeah, I yeah, just yeah. I do find them more interesting, and I I love I love her I love her in this. I love how it, the first issue is told from Batman's point of view, so you understand why she's almost allowed to be fighting in Gotham. Um, I also love it. It's it's not a complete origin story like your typical one. It just shows her going out and fighting. Um, the the first thing she's encountered it's of the magic variety, which is unusual, obviously. Which and it's normally somewhere where people don't like to tread. Like Batman, the animated series have one rule: don't go near magic. They couldn't be bothered with it. Mm. It is a bit of a, a people don't like to touch it all the time, yeah. and it works in this. I liked it. Cool. But one thing. If you are an artist or if you are a fan of panelling, this is the comic for you. There is not one page which has atypical panelling. Mm. Not one. Who it does is, the art in it? Um, you know what? I should have... Oh, this, is, this, is, is this Batwoman Rebirth or New It's 52? the New 52. Oh, New 52. Uh, w. Hayden Blackman um, does it. And honestly, there is no... it Without any um, dialogue on any page... It, it's just beautiful mm. to look at. The, the it's told a lot of it is side to side as well. You know, page one to page two, back to you know, like full mm. landscape as it were. It's it's ridiculous. It's, I just spent a lot of time, and you know, I'm a speed reader. Yeah, I spent a lot of time staring at the page to look at how they were intertwining the yeah. panels. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. Nice. I cannot wait to pick up the next one. Mm. There we go. Um... I've been reading um, Domino, as usual. Oh, I, want to, I do want to read that. I am really, curious. really enjoying that. Gail Simone, great writer. Um, I read issue one of X23, which came out last week. Really enjoyed that. Um, I read issue one of Superman. By Brian. Oh, this is... I want to... Oh, <laughs> by Brian Michael Bendis. Please let me know how well, this went. Before I talk about issue one of Superman... I've got to talk about the Man of Steel miniseries because that was Bendis' debut in DC with Superman. Oh, right. So, so have I missed a bit? Man of Steel 1 to 6, that's been and gone. It came out weekly. So this set that set up the new series of Superman. So just before you continue, is he continuing Man of Steel? Is that going to carry on? No, that was a six-issue mini. Right, okay. okay. Yeah. So Man of Steel's done. Now, <laughs> okay, how can I describe Man of Steel miniseries? This is difficult. I'm going to make a comparison between... So, Brian Michael Bendis, to me, is like um, Kanye West. Okay? Okay. I listen to a Kanye West album, and some tracks I'll be like, this is amazing. 
and then the next track will come on, I'll be like, this is awful. <laughs> like, it's the weirdest, like, thing where, like, he can be going and you'd be like, this is great, really enjoying this. And then he'll, a character will say something, or there'll be some weird dialogue, and I'll be like, oh, that's so bad. Like, I'll be cringing at it. Really? And then I'll be like, oh, this story's great. Oh, the art's fantastic. And I'm so conflicted. <laughs> and it's just like, that, that's how I comp- compare Brian Michael Bendis. He's like Kanye West. Okay. Some of the stuff he does is fucking genius, and some of the stuff he does is like, this is the worst thing I've ever heard or read. Okay. So, it is weird because every issue of Man of Steel has been my pick of the week. It's been great. Well, you've just said some bits of it are cringeworthy. But on a whole, it's great. <laughs> it's just like... You just like Kanye West. You sound like a Kanye West fan I'll right listen now. to a Kanye West album, but I'll skip those tracks I don't like. And still give the album a five out of five. No, not five out of five. I, 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 gave, this, I gave Man of Steel a four out of five. I could take away one star for those stupid lines. Right. Like the way Batman actually says, I'm Batman. In one of the issues, and I was like, no, he doesn't actually say that in the comics. <laughs> That's a film thing. <laughs> That's a Lego movie thing. Um, but no, it was it was really good, um, apart from those things I've just mentioned. So issue um, one, issue one. So basically, Man of Steel set up um, this new villain that we've got called Ro- Rogel Czar. And it turns out that he... You're, you're not going to read this, right? You don't no, I'm not, I'm not going to read it. Spoilers for Man of Steel and Superman. Um, so it turns out that he actually was the one that destroyed Krypton in the first place, right? So he's behind everything, so he's like the new big bad. Kind of a throwaway villain, but the main thing was Superman's sort of journey through this part in his life. Turns out that uh, Lois and John, his son, they've gone. And um, they've gone on this journey across space with with his dad, with... Um, what? With Jor-El. So I've not been reading Superman before this. So Jor-El's back somehow. I, I don't know if it's if it's actually him or it's some other dimension version of him. Or right, hold on. So, but anyway, Jor-El's back. And so Jor-El's come and said to John, um, you need to learn about being Superman or, you know... Kryptonian. Be, being Kryptonian, yeah. And you can't do that on Earth. I've got to take you to... You know, wherever. And space. Lois is gone. Well, I'm his mother, and, and I'm coming too. Lois basically went. This would be a great story. I'd make a fucking shit ton if I wrote a book about this. I'll come with you. That's basically what she. What do you mean, care about his son? <laughs> she was like, "This would be a great opportunity to make some money. I write a fucking story about this." Oh, so God, she went right. with him. Okay. And 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 Superman was like, "Lois, I don't know why he turned into." Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> We've done this before, Lewis. Lewis. Superman was like Lewis. Um, you're going to miss me. Yeah, you better take my super suit. So um, super that was, suit. That's the reason why he gave her. He's given her his old costume. So that's why he's wearing his old one now. The trunks. Fuck me. <laughs> so basically, I hate this already. She's gone off. Yeah. So anyway, Bendis that, is coming. That's that's that part of it. So Rogel's are he's wreaking havoc and he's like fuck this. And he goes to the Fortress of Solitude and he basically smashes the city of Kandor and they're fucking dead. You know, that little miniature yeah. city of Kandor, the last remaining survivors of Krypton. Which, for some dead. reason, he can never fi- figure out how to make big. Or, unless you've read Dark Knight 3. Have you read that? I've still not read it all. 
Okay, well, I won't spoil that for All you. Right, but that's a different it. universe, anyway. Okay. That's DKR-verse. Didn't um, they sort this out in, in No Justice, though, where they make everything big again? No, that was um, that was other planets, right. wasn't it? It wasn't Candor. Ah! Anyway. Forgot to bring that Candor jar. Candor's been smashed. Everyone's dead. There was a very heart-wrenching scene where him and Supergirl were crying. And it's the first time I think I've seen Superman cry. There was a lot of emotion in it. Um, some of the art was fantastic in this series, by the way. They had a different artist for every book. Uh, Jason Fabok did the, uh, the Jor-El scenes. Mm. And he's amazing. I love Jason Fabok. Um, but yeah, so where was I up to? Yeah, the city was smashed, and I can't remember what happened after that. Basically, we went on to issue one, and now the Earth is in the Phantom Zone for some reason. That was the reveal at the last page. Um, the art was great. That's what I liked about it. <laughs> it's Bendis. He he twisted my melon, man. Like I don't know if I continue with it, and I probably will because. He's one of those writers where it's just like, I don't love it, but I'm intrigued by it, and that's how he gets you. Oh, Do you know God. what I mean? No. I know you're not interested in this. No, but... it sounds like a bunch of shite. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what we've been reading. I always feel like... This is why Superman's boring. It always comes down to one of three things. Kryptonite, Candor or the Phantom Zone. Or the Phantom Zone. <laughs> it is literally just like Phantom, uh, like a prequel stuff. I will go either Outer Rim, um, Dark Side of the Force, or um, fucking the Senate. You know, it's, it's. I am the Senate. I am the Senate. <laughs> it's just. Uh, it's it's treason then. The, that, I mean, what can this guy do, by the way? That Superman just can't just go, by the way, zap with my eyes and you're dead. I don't know, he's pretty strong. But, but where's he been as well? Where have you been? <laughs> I don't know. I it's don't... bollocks, it's bollocks. <laughs> it's absolute bollocks. Brian Michael bollocks. Oh, strong words. Strong words. Kanye West, in my opinion. <laughs> so, anyway, let's move on to our main subject of this podcast, I guess. Let's talk about Dark Fang from Image Comics. Yes, now, we're going to do this slightly differently how we normally do. We have been... You've been letting me read through um, the comics and we talk about them as we're reading through. However, upon reading this and I'm listening back to some podcasts, I'm aware, I'm very self-aware, that it's actually hard for me to read and think at the same time. <laughs> and talk. <laughs> and talk. So what we're going to do is I'm going to lightly summate an issue and I'm going to talk about what we like in it, which so, I think is and, really and easy to do with this. Initially, well, initial thoughts... What Initial thoughts on me um, totally shocked me. Totally did not see it going the way it did and liking it, how much I liked it. Yeah. Really did not like I went into this blind. I didn't have any pre- preconceptions well, about I've it. I've been championing it for a while. You have. I? And I've given you a rough idea of what it's about. But yeah? the, the thing about when you champion stuff, for me, is it's kind of like... <laughs> it's not much to go on. It's, could, not, it's not much... I mean, could be good, could be shy. You, you like Nicki Minaj. Yes. You would champion one of her albums to me. I would rather shit in my own shoes. <laughs> it, your your recommendation yeah. is a nod in the right direction, but at the same time, that could be a fucking cliff face there. So yeah. I'm not going to always take it. Yeah. I take everything with a pinch of salt, you say. This really did... It had me. I, I, I didn't put it down. I think I read it from front yeah. to back, and I might read through it again, because I really enjoyed it. Cool. 
So, I, I mean, I, I loved it. Um, I I gave every issue like a five star or something. No, yeah, I was did. like, this is great. You did, um, and that's what did keep me going because the fact where it's more when you give them five stars and then you keep. Oh, here you go. July, it is. Yeah. Issue six of July. Issue so. six comes out next month. No, this month. It must yeah, be this month. Soon. Um, so. So, yeah, the, the art in it. Um, oh, the art. Is, is by Kelsey Shannon. And oh. it's fabulous. It is right up my street. It is so bright and vibrant for. And it's all. But she's also. It, Kelsey is a she. I'm, I'm, no, no, no. Kelsey's a dude. For fuck's sake. It's two women's names. <laughs> Kelsey Shannon. Right. Um. It, the, on Instagram at RoboWorks, I do believe. It reminds me of Daft Punk. Right, yeah. In, in, yeah and I mean that in yeah, a positive way. Yeah. So it's bright and vibrant and discotheque. Yeah. However, whenever there's something dark that needs to be shown, like in in some Daft Punk videos, some dark stuff happens, it is completely capable of that because it isn't the brightest of colours. It's just using the right colours, the right tones. Yeah, the colour palettes in this are gorgeous. Yeah. Um, Absolutely love it. Yeah, so the the art is spot on. It's I described it to you once as it's it's almost quite Disney fied. Yes, it's very uh, cartoony, um, but it somehow works with the subject matter. Subject matter, by the way, beautifully crafted by Miles Gunter. It's 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 not your time old story about a vampire. No, it's that's what I liked about it. Completely different. It took me on a journey, mate. Yeah. And it's it's insane. Like well, I think issue one is the best example of how it takes you on a journey. Because yeah. issue one, to some ease, it's an origin story of our main character. Who, um, what is she called again? Because it doesn't really ever come up too much. Um, oh, shit. I've forgotten her name now. Uh, buh, 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 buh. Um, oh, fuck. I'll find out. You carry on. Yeah. So... Sounds bad that I don't remember her name, but it do, it really generally doesn't come up that much. And in fact, there's not much dialogue in this. It's um, what the guy who does White Knight would hate. It's lots of narration boxes, loads of. But it's a, it's oh, ne- yeah. it's necessary to tell the Valor. Her name is Valor. That's it. It's not. It is. It's completely necessary. Um, but it's a very. It's an origin story where you find out she she's a vampire who. She has been around for a long time. A long time, but I don't think you notice yet. At this point, you're just being told she has the power to obviously seduce people like the vampires of old and take the money, which is all she wants. She wants to just do that, take everyone's money. But this is done in a 21st century way. Yeah, by setting up a dirty live webcam. She's a cam girl, and that's how she's manipulating people and making money. But she isn't also a typical cam girl. All she does is she she shows a little bit of skin... And then to get people to watch initially, and then just hypnotizes and takes everything. Yeah. <laughs> she isn't actually giving them anything they want. Um, she's a super clever character. Yeah, she's um, twisted. Ultimately, as fuck. you know, her downfall is is not to not due to her making many faults. To be honest, she's actually really clever. Mm. It's just outside forces that. She's almost overconfident in herself. That's her problem. Yeah, she's very. She's almost too confident yeah, in her I guess, abilities. Yeah. Um, so she. So we get a little glimpse into her origin story. We she, do actually. No, we get the full origin. I was right. Yeah, we we get do the get the full origin. origin. So the full origin is she gets bitten by a vampire. Obviously, gets taken into, and she's just a servant. He's got three other bitches he likes to shag, um, rather than have her. She's clever enough to figure out how to kill all of them, 
and then she decides to just go back. There's nothing left for her in the man's world. So she decides to go live in the sea, which is a lovely kind of like a thing I never even considered about vampires. Yeah, but it's a great idea. And it's just illustrated beautifully. Yeah. I love the whole idea of like, what if Ariel from The Little Mermaid was a vampire? And it went a bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, she, she spends her time uh, down the... Uh, back, you know, getting into battles with large creatures, which she finds fun for sport. She can eat fish. She befriends a, sh- a giant killer uh, shark. And uh, this is important to her story because at the end of the day, she becomes one with nature, mm-hmm. which then comes uh, much more relevant later on. Um, and by the end of it, she decides to come back up after there's clearly an oil spill. She can't, She's confused by the oil. Um, there's an oil spill. Kills all her friends, including her, her friend the shark, who she uh, bites to save them suffering and eats them. Um, and she goes up onto it and, f- and finds out everyone's so busy looking at their phones, they don't notice her. And yeah, she can just start doing whatever she wants uh, and living this life as a cam girl to make her money. And by the end of it, um, she has a dark fang. Oh, yeah. The car, which, hence the name of the book, and she needs to figure out what it is. For some yeah. reason, one of her teeth has begun to go black and decay. One of her fangs. Which, you know, we go in. So, in this first book, already, I've been took on a mad journey. Yeah. I've gone from, right, so she's a cam girl. Okay, she's a vampiric cam girl. Oh, wait, so hold on. We're going to find out she, oh, she lived underwater for it. It, <laughs> it didn't go any way I yeah, thought it was going to go. Yeah. And then by the end of it, I thought, right, so... The story is she's a vampiric cam girl. And the last page with that dark fang, I'm going, but that's not going to be important at all, is it? It's going to be about the fang, because that's the name of the book. And I like that. Yeah. Something that I said about this book was, I loved the fact that it was so literal with its title about her dark fang. <laughs> and I loved the fact that the cover art was actually scenes in the book. Yeah. Like, on some apart, of apart, well. from, apart from issue one. But... All the rest of them, there were actual panels that were in the book. Yeah. Which never happens in comics. <laughs> um, I love the blood. Oh, I yeah. Love... The gore in this was great. That was one of my favourite parts about this book. That the, the juxtaposition between the Disneyfied kind of cutesy art and the gore the that was on display the there. It was absolutely brilliant. I mean, some people might have a problem with how she's drawn, maybe because she, she just made to be a very typical comic book curvy girl. Um, I like that. <laughs> but I think it's more an empowerment thing, and it makes oh, sense. Yeah. it also makes sense for a character because at the end of the day, she spends most of her time using her, sed- her seductive powers of will. So it kind of reminds me of what's that um, X Men Emma Frost. Emma Frost. Yeah. Why that it, it goes with that? Possibly why... the reason why I love that character so much because mm. I'm a big fan of Emma Frost. <laughs> um, but really, it was this that made me go, "Hang on, I'm going to keep reading." Um, and the this guy, her, oh, his her. personal assistant, yeah, has, yeah. Um, which she knocks his head, Toby, um, which she has fun decapitating. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's done for no real reason other than just to add a little bit of dark humour. I like it, the comic relief aspect of that. Yeah, you know? it's, it's, it's literally just done for that. Because he can just literally just, he's, his head's just off most of the time and he can juggle it and shit. And... Obviously, it does show any ramifications that there are from her doing what she's doing. She can handle herself and Toby covers up for her. Makes yeah. the story, wa- um, without no pun included, watertight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really good first issue. 
five out of five, can understand why you then moved on to the second issue. Yeah. Which is, now we're beginning to see what you're talking about. The cover art, yeah. Matching what happens inside. Yeah. Um, is there anything I missed out of issue one before I carry on? No, no. no. Carry on. Um, I issue... mean, it, was, it was off to a flying start, wasn't it? Yeah. Issue two, she goes back... Um, the main the main thing about this is she's trying to find out about the world... Uh, sorry, about her dark fang, why it could have possibly been how it is, and in the process also discovers what is causing the oil slick, remembers why she came back up, because remember, she's come back up and become a cam girl, but that wasn't why she came to the surface to begin with. Yeah, she probably never would have done. She was fairly happy living underwater. Yeah. Um, she's pissed off about this oil spill, so she has this vendetta against this oil company, right? Yeah, well, against whoever was doing it. Um, and then, so she goes on a little bit, an almost Punisher-esque kind of spree, yeah. going for all the corporate guys who are completely safe from the police. Um, again, the artwork is fantastic. I love that full page. Yeah, it's amazing. The detail yeah. on the face, it's the horror in his, the horror and anger captured in that face. Yeah, book. something that Kelsey Shannon does fantastic in this book is expressing emotion. Yeah, like, very emot- much Emoting so. those characters in that kind of style could have gone wrong but the way that he does that is just so so cleverly done i kind of hope by the way it's it's done like this first bit so the first page is she's off back to um where she first got bitten the panel Um, paneling work in this as well is great great just absolutely great um and it uses very classic Horror, horror kind of, colors yeah. and green, and she's got like it almost looks like a witch's hat on. Um, and I got, I'm really hoping this is where they go with that Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, yeah, for Netflix, yeah, yeah it kind of reminds me of I Zombie as well. I'm really, oh, I little rewind, I Zombie is really good. Comic, but the comic, the comic, yeah. nothing I've, like the TV show. Yeah, I've heard they're completely different, completely different. In, in fact, the character doesn't even have the same name, the main character. Oh, no, I don't <laughs> think she does either. Um, it's like the Catwoman movie. Yeah. She's not called Selena Kyle. <laughs> so she goes, anyway, She go, when she goes to try and find out what a dark fang is all about, they don't, can't really tell her. They say, my Oh, ha- the heads. The yeah, heads. I liked that part. That was dead. Classic horror. And but it gives you a glimpse at why vampires are the way they are, because this could be the, how they end up. Yeah. Just a continuous living hell of they're just stuck inside a skull. Mad that, isn't it? Um, so funny as well. I also like how she she speaks. She reminds me of Thor as well. Yeah. You know how she speaks? Yeah, yeah. Like, enough! Then what of this? You know? Yeah. And she never breaks that kind of yeah. modern... Which I, I think gives makes her seem more important, especially when she meets other characters. Like, this kind of... I guess he's meant to be a rough-looking, seagoing man. Um, she strips naked and just jumps in the sea. And he looks helpless to it. And you have no doubt that there was nothing sexual about that. She's just empowered. She's just yeah. going... Oh, and by the way, I love the fact she turns into a shark. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that was amazing. Which, to me, made sense because she's had shark's blood. Yeah, which yeah. Which then adds another dimension to her character. I feel like now this will come up again. She can, if Whatever she yeah. drinks, she can get the powers of. Um, and she turns into a bat. And I, I just really liked it. It was... I could see where it was going. I really liked it. And again, she's a perfect anti-hero. She's doing everything the wrong way. But the people who are suffering are actually total dicks. 
and the people the, who, the, the main thing is you can relate to this character and you can see where she's coming from yeah and the thing that carries you along well the thing that carried me along this book apart from the artwork and the writing the, the well the, the part of the writing that I loved was the the black humour in it do you know what I mean oh yes just... the dark humour like death by jello essentially well a, yeah. a very clever thing of course a guy would be so pig ignorant uh, he'd be so rich that he decided to invite um, a, a buxom lady to his house to have sex with her and rather than just have sex with her he's got to make a thing about he's got to get, make it weird and kinky for himself so f- makes an entire pool of jelly because he can do and then that ends up being his untimely demise. Yeah. Just stick, stick his head under there so he can't breathe and <laughs> he's forever frozen in jelly. Um, yeah, so then we went on to number three where this... Now, it, I got scared. I thought, oh shit, we've jumped to the end here. And, I got, and it needed to happen. So it shows that actually what can happen is and what she becomes genuinely afraid of if vampires can be afraid of anything is in some way her mortality... She was always like, oh, I'll live forever. But if humans kill all of nature, mm. a vampire has no place because a vampire has no blood to drink and mm. will die. Um, and so we get what we get why she is now going to become essentially an environmentalist. Yeah, yeah. Which was fantastic. And again, adds another spectrum to this character who is like an environmentalist punisher vampire. Yeah. Which was great. And again... The characters, and now this is where I began to see parallels with Preacher. Right. So I said, Chris hasn't read Preacher, have you? Nope, not And it. the reason being is? I just haven't got around to it. Well, no, there's and, something else. And it's an indie book, and I'm kind of a bit snobby. Well, I know we're talking about an indie book here, but, you know. Well, there's I... something else. It's Garth Ennis. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not a big fan of Garth Ennis. Yeah, so. which is, that's fair enough. But the, your reasons are you find Garth Ennis quite dark, like darker than you yeah, like to go. It's, I don't know, I'm just not the biggest fan of his writing. He can be a bit too much for me at times. But now th- this is where I began to see parallels because she starts going on a Punisher spree. She's an anti-hero and the people she's going for like oil tycoons and generally nasty, uh, people who are terrible to animals and harm them. Um, and the government are trying to cover it up and make out that you know, she's a terrorist, environmental terrorist, and really it's the government you should be supporting. And Preacher's a lot like that. In Preacher, there is Preacher has a vampire, and it also has... Um, your heroes are... They're not nice people. They are bad people with a, a checkered past. But at the end of the day, the people they're going for, who are in both government and the church and the army, end up... You see that they're paedophiles, again, and, and animal abusers... Uh, cannibals and you are rooting for the, mm. the, the 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 lesser of two evils and you get that in this although I think she is more likeable yeah. I think she is more likeable but I began to see this more and more um, the president's head exploding was fantastic <laughs> absolutely <laughs> loved that I, I thought the, the panelling was great around that yeah, seeing yeah. everyone's reaction everyone's reaction um, yeah. some people just happy obviously yeah. the guy in prison's happy but a random old lady yeah. very happy to see <laughs> the president's head have exploded I think a lot of people would in today's day and age if that happened <laughs> yeah well, right. let's try not to get political on the show um, and then the next stage is to go for the supernatural in order to beat the supernatural the government go towards the supernatural and go 
to speak to a person, an unknown person at this point. Um, yeah, the story takes a, another twist. Yeah. A very large plot point happens in this in this issue. Where you find out that there is people who are aware of vampires and essentially defence against the dark arts for the government. Um, but that makes it sound like sexy and exciting, but really it's... I don't know how to word it other than snobby and authoritarian. Yeah, it's very... Um, the, I saw some parallels with that with the Manhattan Projects. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see where I'm coming from? Where mm. there's this underground society that are well aware about aliens and vampires and supernatural... And that it's very just matter of fact, and they just need to clean this up. Yeah, just like like a Men in Black kind yeah. of style, um, and I also bringing into about and what becomes apparent in the next issue, yeah, yeah. the use of religious magic. Yeah, and this again is where I started to go, wow, this is very preacher because yeah. with there's one thing that preacher is about, it's God and how magic affects and how the actual the how magic affects and how the bible works again another layer added to this already multifaceted story mm. do you know what i mean with every issue that comes by there's something more being piled on top and it ne- never at any point does it become too much yeah by the way I, flows I, I was, I was going to say that throughout this we've just made it sound sometimes i do think you and i we can almost sound like we're getting on our high horse a little bit, but we are saying this in the highest regard because this story is fantastic. To dumb down what we what we've said, if you if you like just a simple story or whatever, this is a simple yeah, story. Yeah. It is fantastic. It's it got, might not seem simple, even though we're going through it, but it is. It is. <laughs> it, the the, the humour and the characters are so yeah. are so obviously simple, and you are rooting for them, and it is funny. It's got to go back to issue three. If I, I bet if I turn to any page. Where she brings the two lions to kill oh, yeah, that's the great. Um, that the guy. Great. Um, th- that's it. So she breaks into his house, um, this oil tycoon, and he's he's not entirely sure how to deal with her. He's clearly, I would say, in some way, it's, it's made out he's sexist. He thinks because she's a woman, he's not bothered. And goes, she goes, "I knocked on the door. Nobody knocks on this door. Then I am the first. And then he looks over all his bodyguards and goes, what in the holy hell are you boys doing? Your security agents have all mentally returned to infancy. They are watching an electric box show with talking puppets. And you can just see them all just happily just watching the TV with a cartoon on. And not to worry, my associate is supervising and providing snacks. And I just, I'm laughing, I just was laughing at it all because, again, it's like Thor, so very dry and not, and that just so matter-of-factly. And again, the cover art on this is not only spectacular, but it's something that actually happens in the book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the lion's covered in the blood of their victim. Um, one thing that is uh, definitely apparent throughout this is the narration boxes. Now, if you're not a fan mm-hmm. of narration boxes, which, what's the name of the guy who did White Knights? Paul? Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy. Where the fuck did I get Paul from? <laughs> uh, Sean Murphy is clearly not a fan of that as he laid it down as one of his rules in the White Knight universe. He yeah. would never do that. But I think it's done really well in this. Yeah, oh, it was. It's definitely an inner monologue that you need to hear. Yeah, you need that, yeah. Um, And it is done without too much exposition. No. It's it's done brilliantly. Um, You get to see some more of her magical powers as she tries to face uh, Samael, as I think that's how he's pronounced. It is S A M A E L. 
and he is Samal. Samal, and he is quite clearly defense against the dark arts and uses um, the Bible to simply just defeat her, and explains how powerful the Bible really is, and that there's a reason that we don't have a pure written form of the Bible in your household. It's actually a powerful, powerful book. There's a reason why it's printed on normal paper with human ink. And um, it's a very powerful subject. Meanwhile, while this is happening, we find out that... And we are ex- we are to assume that this is God. In my head. Yeah. We are still not quite clear on this character by the end of it. But the government are meeting up with what appears to be God. Um, and... That's all, and he seems quite a relaxed green. He looked like Brainiac. That yeah, was my first. Yeah, yeah. I got a I Brainiac so, vibe. Yeah. But he is um he seems to be quite happy. Like one of his lines is your cheeseburger awaits. He's quite he's quite uh, subdued for what you would expect of God. In fact the person who speaks more like God is Samael, as he describes himself. He speaks very Thor like as as yeah. well. Um and he, my father was uh, the ruler of the fifth heaven, where he commands two million wings. He is one of seven. Time named him the wrath of God, the angel who is feared most. And I am Samuel, the angel of death. He's very over the top. Mm. Um, and I like the way that she shoots him down a few times. Yeah, and She's they, tied but, up. But she's, she's not chained, sure. She's chained up. And um, I love the interaction they have yeah. whilst he's interrogating her. He is not scared of her. And she is not scared of him, even though he is actually completely overpowering her. He um, and he's actually again. It's quite good at making the good guy evil. So he's decided the way that he must kill her is um, to send before I send you to hell. The infernal army responsible for your suffering must be instructed in how to carry out your damnation. So he decides that he's going to burn into her yeah. exactly how she must be punished. Oh, he just takes an eye off her just to show her his powers as well. Oh, yeah? Um, so she's an eyeless now. It's an eyeless. I also like in that panel that there's a slight bit of enjoyment in his face as yeah. he does it, which again makes you realise he's not as good as he, yeah. as he thinks he is. He's um, getting off on that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, God is still having a, a talk, and they talk about um, a bag of dicks and cheeseburgers, again, which is very preacher-like, making yeah. these characters that are meant to be immortal. I got um, Saga vibes from some of the dialogue in this. Yes, yeah, I'll get that as well. Yeah, bit Very Brian K. Vaughan. Yeah. Um, she starts to say, try to explain how she's actually a good guy, and how she's trying to save the world. Um and they say an interesting line is said here actually um, everything in this world even those things made by man are part of nature the separation between the two is an illusion everything you're fretted over is nothing more than a mass delusion suffered by sheep who abuse technology to the point of hypersensitive imbalance um, I think Rich Coleman would agree with that <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah I I personally disagree <laughs> I think that Man and Nate, what uh, the the we are recording a podcast that is not natural, <laughs> that is not normal, um, yeah. and there is a difference between the two. If you ever listen to this, Rich from the very awesome podcast Jared Goes to the Movies, please say that you've listened to this so that we know. <laughs> and do you agree with that statement? Um, and but in this one, and again, the beauty of the storytelling, nothing has happened here. I would like to point out between page. One of she's he walks into her house. By the end of it, 
Well, she's, she's captured. Got, she's had an eye taken out. Yeah, but yeah, but I mean, nothing happens as in storytelling wise. Yeah, not much has happened. She's he's still in the house and he's captured her, which is quite very that happened on page one, and it's a lot of back and forth and dialogue, but it was damn entertaining. Yeah, and you're introduced to a whole new part of the story too. Yeah, I think that was the main part in that one, really. But then. We get to issue five where yeah. everything happens. Yes, yeah. <laughs> everything yeah. happens. That was what was so mad for me. It's it's like it really wound up this punch. Yeah, it really wound up. Um. So just before she's about to be smoten, um, out of nowhere, a jellyfish comes and saves her. Now, for those who are listening and go, "What jellyfish?" In issue one, she wears a jellyfish. Uh, as a dress yeah. and befriends it uh, and it, at the, when she goes to the surface she can't take it with her um, the jellyfish is upset he wants to come with her after being bonded with so long he has got gained magic sentience or whatever uh, and he decides and goes off turns out he's been following her this whole time and comes in to save the day the deus ex machina yeah. is a sentient jellyfish, jellyfish. Um, she is freed and immediately just Kills him by doing to him what he probably hates the most, by draining him of all his blood. Um, poor Toby, uh, she finds, has been completely hacked to bits. Oh, yeah. Um, she realises that she... Um, oh, you know what? That's why we never found out a name. That's why I felt oh, bad. Because, because yeah, she doesn't reveal yeah, a name until yeah. now. Yeah, so she, that I, I, that's why she doesn't yeah. reveal a name until now. Um, and then... They find out, the government quickly find out that um, they've lost visual on Samael. They've been watching him work. He's gone, so they realise that's a problem. Initiate the next phase and decide to just use good old-fashioned missiles to try and take her out. But again, religious base. There's definitely magic at hand here. Um, And again, God seems very bothered by the fact that she's alive. They even try and make it rain um, holy water on her to try and kill her. Um, this kills the jellyfish, unfortunately, and again, kills... Um, this is why I think it's God, by the way, because in this lovely spread, we have what looks to be like the Avengers copter, uh, Avengers ship, but it's all got religious doctrine around it. Like the helicarrier. Yeah, like the helicarrier. And it's absolutely huge. Yeah. And it's claiming to stay above the skies and I believe that it is going to be um, some kind of religion. He is going to be God in one sense. Whether yeah. he's what we would call God is another thing. Um, Toby dies as well from all the, from the holy water because she's contaminated them with her vampiric evil. And it looks like she's going to die... Um, she realizes the error of her ways, and she really should have. <laughs> this is a great part. This she should have just used um, her powers to rather than um, make everyone give her money to make them all just love the world more. And then her phone battery dies, uh, so she can't. Which is very true to yeah. real life. <laughs> um, and then I love this bit. She realizes she's in the most powerful thing in the world this giant Bible, which she's been told is the most powerful thing, whilst he decides to drop like a holy nuke on her. Um, And we see God and that celebrate that she's disappeared. Um, But what they don't know is that she has appeared on the moon. In space! In space. And she's got this Bible. This very, very... She's been told this is the 
most the strongest weapon that man could have is this holy bible and that's how it ends yeah. there so next arc is cosmic dark fang cosmic dark fang <laughs> now i think this is great the, the, the one thing i loved about this is the character had flaws the character was likable the character was not on the right side the whole time but the good guys were definitely in the wrong um mm. it was it, it was realistic. There was no one... The most unrealistic character in it was Samael, and she rips into him for it, for being over-the-top and yeah. dramatic and this theatrical thing. Um, but there's a reason why he's like that, and they kind of make fun of him for it as well. But there wasn't a thing about it I didn't like. I really yeah. love this recommendation. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and it's definitely one of my books of the year. It, it just came out of nowhere. Yeah. It came, when, you, when I saw this in front of me, I thought... You, you dick. Like, I honestly... There was a part of me, like... Oh, forcing me to read a book you, you like... <laughs> Fine. I knew you were going to like it. Kind um, of. I was a bit worried that the art might throw you off, but... But you it's, the art. I, I would say, personally, if you like Preacher, if and if you like Saga, you will like this book. Mm. I'm, I'm, I think... Don't let the... The don't, fact that she's a vampire... Don't uh, let the, yeah, yeah, I know. And vampire stories normally bore the hell out of me. Do not let that put you off. If you're a person who is put off by how women are, put, are portrayed and made all curvaceous or like that, do not let that put you off. She's mm. actually a very, very strong female character. Yeah. She has, sh- so far, shown no interest sexually in anyone. Yeah. There is no one... If I, it, there's been not a, a hint that she's even... Ticked, uh, uh, wired that way so when people got annoyed for instance at how the strong character of Black Widow in Age of Ultron showed this soft side of her hooking up with Hulk there was a lot of backlash against that I do not think that's going to happen in this she no. is her own woman and yeah, I, I think was very very impressed with her they've got a real good grasp of that character mm. and I'm excited to carry on reading and I will if my local comic book shop fucking gets it in. Ha! Because that's something that I want to kind of have a little bit of a rant about. Little bitch. I couldn't find issues four and five of it. Because my comic shop's simply... I mean, I know we were praising Worlds Apart before for putting our review up. And thank you so much for that. But please order some more indie books in. Because they need some more exposure. Yeah. Well, it's funny you mention this. So I said... I had to get these off eBay because nowhere was selling the last two issues of it. So um, I obviously... Our review got published by Worlds Apart. I was quite happy with that. Um, and I put it on our Instagram page, slash TalkNerdyUK, um, and tagged Saxon Jacob, the writer, in it, and had a little conversation with him. Um, he put, I am fortunate on Facebook, but good or bad, thanks for taking the time to cover our book. Um, I said so back you, to him, you had this problem with well I pointed out to him I said yeah. it was a good review I really re- enjoyed it I've been re- recommending it since issue one and slagging off comic book shops on our podcast have failed to stop issues five and six and he's messaged back story of my life yeah it's frustrating that isn't it it must be super frustrating for the comic book creators that they're putting all this time and effort yeah into, into a story making this making this book and then the comic shops don't even sell it for them, you know. And it's like, oh, you know, they basically said to me, because the numbers have dropped off, pe- people aren't really buying that book anymore, so we're not getting it in anymore. And it's like, well, that shouldn't matter. Just get, like, two issues then? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, 
it's it's all it's it's a vicious circle because you know why some people don't go out and buy these books. It's they aren't in the shops. They aren't in the shops. They, <laughs> they know that they, they know they won't get. Or they'll struggle to get a hold of issues four, five, and six. So yeah. they don't even fucking bother. Yeah. Or they'll go. I'll oh, wait for the trade because that will come in. Just stock a few, yeah. please. So I'm tempted to buy two issues of Dark Fang from now on, just, just to give to them a little bit of health. You know. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, rant over. Awesome book. Yeah. If you haven't read it, go out and check it out. First trades out now, and issue six comes out this month. So yeah, um, before stay tuned for that. We're going to be talking about that in future. Before you move on to the solicitations, what's uh, the comic book list? Can we just quickly talk about our new little competition we're going to do? What competition is this, JB? So comp- <laughs> this is news to me. Well, no, it's not. We have talked about this. So I, I've got some shit that I want to give away, yeah. and we want to promote the show. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you want a free shit. Um, share it share the post on Facebook or Instagram and make sure you hashtag it you know on Instagram hashtag it hashtag it Chris's comics yeah with two S's and um, that's basically it I think isn't it well the other thing was we're gonna we'll do two um, we'll do one we'll, we'll give a prize giveaway to whoever to one random sharer of this podcast we'll give another one to anyone a, a random reviewer. So if you review this podcast on iTunes, it really does help the podcast. It boosts it up. The more reviews the our podcasts have, the better. You review this if this one or indeed any. We'll have, keep an eye out over the next month. We will then pick a random one, and the winner of that will get um, a prize. We are. I think Chris will post in the next coming days what the prizes are on the Instagram yeah I mean I've got plenty of duplicate comics lying about so I could put together some kind of goodie bag I know I've got an issue of sex criminals knocking about that's actually the not safe for work variant because I bought two copies of that for some reason so yeah I've got one of them knocking about you can have that Um, I've got loads of posters and all sorts yeah so if you like comics and you want some free stuff please enter the competition and we will announce the winner on the next on the podcast. next yeah. podcast of Chris's comics, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was all. I just wanted to put that in there. That was all. No, that's great. Thanks for reminding me. No, great. Um, so yeah, to wrap up the show, we're going to talk about the new comics that are coming out this Wednesday, the eighteenth of July, twenty eighteen. Um, so let's see how many I'm buying. Yeah, should we tally up how many should we're we tally buying? Up? Yeah. That's what, that's what the comic crypt guys used to used to do. We'll call it. We'll, we'll call we'll it. Carrying it on in the honor. We will. We'll fry. We'll fly that frag. What? <laughs> we'll fry that flag. <laughs> Fucking hell! I wouldn't mind. I'm I know you're angry that Donald Trump has come to the UK, uh, but <laughs> we will fly that flag in honor of you guys. With this, this so this is some of these young comic crypt. They used to tally up yeah. what they did, and we shall take that. So we. I want to. Can we name it in the honor? We'll we'll be crypting yeah. it. So this is the. Comic Crypt new comics coming out this Wednesday. No, it's going to be something better than that. We'll come up with something better than that. <laughs> something that will truly tribute them. Yeah, so from Aftershock Comics, mm-hmm. we're getting Clan Killers issue one and Lost City Explorers issue two. Now, I want to tout Aftershock Comics as one of the best up and coming publishers. They're the ones who put out Animosity yeah. and other great. Books like Baby Teeth and... Yeah, um, she Baby Teeth. Yeah, yeah, see? Um, 
What else? Loads of good stuff. I can't think of stuff made, but Aftershock comics are great. Buy them. Um, <laughs> saying. <laughs> what? A, that's just a, the sheer order of it. Aftershock comics are great. Buy them. Buy them. Even though I'm not buying these two books this week, still buy them because they're good. Okay. I need to cut down my pull list. Um, Archie comic publications are putting out. Archie meets Batman 66, number one. Oh, fuck off. Now that sounds like something I'd be interested in. <laughs> Archie, it might as well be called Archie meets Batman 66 in Wakanda, Amazing Spider-Man issue number one. I am not interested in it. Fucking Archie crossovers piss me off. No, the Archie Predator was amazing. Fuck off. Mate, I'm telling you, Archie versus Predator. As a fan of Predator, fuck off. You would love it because he kills everyone in brutal ways. It's still stupid. Betty and Veronica, Friends, Jumbo Comics Digest, number 263. Right. Betty and Veronica Vixens, number 8. Black Mass Comics, another great comic book publisher. They're putting out Black AF Widows and Orphans, number 2. What? Black as fuck? (laughs) What? That's what it says, man. Black AF Widows and Orphans, number 2. Oh, by the way, I'm reading this list from... The brilliant website that is called talknerdy.uk. Um, every week, this list goes up, and this is how you can find that out for yourselves, along with my comic book picks of the week. Um, bit of self promotion there. Mm. Also, coming out from Black Mass Comics is Oh Shit, it's Kim and Kim number one. Is that what it's called? So it's actually cool, but it's OS hashtag. Exclamation mark T, it's Kim and Kim. Yeah, because you won't be able to have They'll struggle to get that on the shelf if it literally says shit in big letters. Kim and Kim was really good. I read a few issues of that, so this must be a new series. Oh, shit. So check it out. Oh, shit. Hmm. Um, Boom Studios putting out Adventure Time Comics number 25. By the Night number 2 of 5. Fence number (laughs) 8. I'm sorry. I love it when people think like... The certain words are magical, right? Words are magical. Fence is not. Then this is the thing. Some things just don't work. Like who walks into a room and decides that their band should be called Elbow? It's boring as fuck. Or it, helmet. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. Helmet. That's <laughs> clutch. Clutch. <laughs> I fucking hate that name. Clutch. It's just like it's like you were looking round and couldn't think. What to say. He's in the car with his band and he's like, uh, "What should we call?" Uh, so looks down clutch clutch so fence <laughs> some like, ge- gear stick didn't stick uh, not to knock I'm, I'm sure my my mate had a band called Tall Trees and I just didn't think that sounded remotely what I wanted to see at all we can't talk our band was called Top Banana but top, that, that was just a work I, in progress that's, I think that's, but I thought that was um, <laughs> I thought that was exciting Top Banana and then we turned into Lay Down Your Arms wasn't it that wasn't with me. It was, because you came up with the fucking name for it. Did then, I call it? Was this then, with Ben the Vegan? Yeah, Ben left the band and then we just ended the band. Yeah, no, Ben, right, right. I wanna, I'll want. i say this now, vegan so it's ben. recorded, because Vegan Ben won't listen to this. We wrote two really good songs. Yeah. And when I say we, I mean, he walked in, he wrote most <laughs> of them, and we, adap- made, we adapted to them, and he walked away going, that's exactly how I wanted it. Yeah. On the third or fourth practice, he didn't show up, and then text us to say, the band isn't going in the direction or sounding how I wanted to go, I'm out. You wrote the <laughs> fucking songs! I'm pretty sure his words were, I'm just not punk enough. <laughs> oh, and he didn't think he was punk enough to hang out with us, which to be honest, if, you ha- if that's a reason to leave the band, I don't want you in it. <laughs> 
It just reminds me of that kid from School of Rock, the Asian one. He's like, I'm not cool enough. <laughs> Am I cool yet? <laughs> uh, so, where are we up to? Oh, fence. Fence number eight. Fuck me. Was that tangent? Um, Jim Henson's Fraggle Rock number three. <laughs> I'm, 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 I've got no feelings Lots towards for words. That. Yeah. They just make a comic out of anything. Anything nowadays. Uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number 29. Have you dropped off that? I'm horrendously behind with that. I'm going to read it in trade eventually. I like the idea of you having trade Power Rangers. Oh, hell yeah. Apparently it's been really good. Shattered Grid has been the latest story that's been going on. And it's... You used to watch Power Rangers, right? I did. It's if... um, You know when the Green Ranger came into it? Yeah. Tommy and like Rita made him evil Mm -hmm. for a little bit. It's what if... He stayed evil, and it's like a different dimension, and like he ends up getting white range of powers as well, and he becomes Lord Dracon. I don't know if you saw the trailer for it, and um, when it had the original guy that played him in the show, Jason David Frank, mm. he was in this trailer for this comic book. I might have seen as, this as Lord Dracon because I think some people were confused and thought it was actually yeah, really a yeah. film or a no, TV show. It was a promo for the comic book. Um, but yeah, I've, I've I've heard bits of bobs off it. Apparently, it's been dark as hell and really cool. Right. So, I will eventually catch up on Power Rangers. Um, Steven Universe number eighteen, Thrilling Adventure Hour number one of eight, WWE number nineteen. <sighs> Fucking hell! Now you may you may scoff at a WWE comic, but it's actually pretty good. I read a few issues of it, and I'm not a big wrestling fan anymore. I used to be when I was a kid. But it it weirdly works. I know Field Mouse reads it as well. So is he? Yeah. <laughs> and I Phil... did not picture him reading that. Mate, Field Mouse is a big wrestling fan. Oh, no, no. I have no doubt he's a wrestling fan. I just can't picture. He, his taste of comics I've seen, I would think that this is almost too simple, cheesy, lowbrow for him. No, he's, and, and I trust anything that Field Mouse recommends because I think he's got a great taste in comic books. By the way, Field Mouse, if you're listening, which I know you're not, you don't listen to podcasts, <laughs> um, I did pick up Old Boys. So, there you go. Not the boys, not old boys. I was, was going to say old boys. That's old a film. Boys. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, the boys. The boys. I, I made JB buy them. In hey, one ninety nine. I'm yeah. not going <laughs> to. I'm not going to turn that down. So Dark Horse Comics are putting out Buffy the Vampire Slayer season twelve, The Reckoning number two of four. Another series that I'm horrendously behind on. I was a big fan of the Buffy comics for many years, and I just dropped off them because I couldn't afford the trades at the time when they came out, and I just never got on it again. So yeah, I'll I'll get on that at some point. Uh, Ether, the Copper Golems, number three of five. Witchfinder, the Gates of Heaven, number three of five. I've so far not got any interest in anything. Yeah, so far neither of us is <laughs> picking up any of this. But here we come, DC Comics pointing out Batman number 51. One for me. I'm obviously by Batman. I'm, I'm doing by trade. Yes, actually that's something we didn't discuss earlier. Batman issue 50. Um, I don't want to go into spoilers because you have not read it. No, I've so, not read it. Uh, I'm, so not gonna, I'm not going to spoil it, but it was fantastic. Um, the way that it was done uh, was they had loads of different artists on the book that did a splash page each. And right. on this splash page was um, letters that Catwoman and Batman wrote to each other. And... It was see that and all the different artists were iconic artists like Tim Sale, even Frank Miller did a page in it. Oh, did he? Um, Jason Fabok, 
um, just all the top-notch Batman artists did a page in it, and um, yeah, it, it was stunning. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Visually, you need to read it just for that. Um, not they, but, they yeah. didn't do it. They didn't do a. Well, actually, I don't want to know. There was a story in between these splash right, okay, pages okay, okay. that was done by Mikel Janin, um, and I'm amazed that you haven't had this spoiled for you because it got spoiled before the issue came out due to the fucking New York Times ruining it for everyone. They spoiled the outcome, um, and issue one of Catwoman came out, which I read, enjoyed by Joelle Jones. Um, I think she's writing and doing the art on it, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but that was that was good. Not not her, not her best work. Mm. Like she's been on Batman. I don't know if you've got up to that part where she's been on it yet. Where, the well, artist no, Joel yeah. Jones, but she she can be really good. Um, one thing I will say about this series: if you want a Catwoman, she gets a new costume, and oh, it's good, man! <laughs> it's like Batman Returns Michelle Pfeiffer costume. Like it, it looks fantastic. Like so much better than the goggles I really wasn't a fan of the goggles this is like classic but if you like Batman Returns Burton vs Catwoman All right. you will love the costume in this book um, anyway yeah Batman 51 getting that um, start of a new story arc with Mr Freeze so that's going to be cool yeah um, Batman Sins of the Father number 6 of 6 Batwoman number 17 I'm no. waiting for a reaction. After no, you, no, I'm just I'm, getting, I'm doing them by trade. Oh, you're doing them by trade. I'm starting it by I'm catching I'm, up. I'm going from the fifth, new fifty two okay. Batwoman. So, so you're doing a you're doing a me with uh, catching up on all the old ones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Batman Brave and the Bold, uh, Wonder Woman number six of six. Now that is nothing like that cartoon that we've just watched called The Brave and the Bold. Oh, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's... Um, oh, that's, no, it's the, um, that's it's the kind of Lord, Lord of the, the rings kind of... I'm going to get that on trade. Very, very detailed art. Um, if you like the whole... We keep calling it Thor talk. Um, <laughs> there must be another way of saying that kind of speech. Um, um, he's the OG one of it, though, in comics. Yeah. Did before, is it, I think it will always come back to As him. Asgardian. Asgardian. You know, um, old-timey. That's not even right, is it? But yeah, it's very kind of uh, Lord of the Ringsy. Middle Ages. Yeah. Um, beautiful art. Too wordy for me, but I've heard it's been fantastic. I read okay. issue one. Um, but yeah. Uh, Was Snyder involved in that in any way? No, don't worry. <laughs> no. Just when you said too wordy, I was like, oh, yeah. alarm bells. Cave Carson have a, has an interstellar eye number five. That's something that Jared Way is involved in, this young animal thing, I think. Oh. Not been reading it. Uh, Damage number seven, which I dropped off of. Uh, Deathbed number six of six. Future Quest Presents number 12. Green Lanterns number 51. Harley Quinn number 46, which has been better now the new creative team are are on it. So, yeah, thank fuck for that. Um, Injustice number two, number 30. Injustice versus the Masters of the Universe, number one of six. I think, didn't we speak about that? I think we yeah. did. We looked at it and it looked yeah. odd. I think, no, and I also point out, like, why was Harley Quinn sneaking in there as well? Because it's Injustice, which is the game, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I need to She's I need that. to get the comic of that. I'm yeah. told I, I'd enjoy that. Uh, I think the art in that is done by the same guy that did the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover with Batman. But that was quite quite interesting, that art. Um, Justice League number four. Uh, Justice League, right? Ha! Um, 
it was really good. I got issue one, and it, and then it, Snyder. That's all I can say. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, it's not. He's... It's not bad by any means. Then he just Snyder the fuck good, out of it. Yeah, it's a good book, but he just Snyder the fuck. Has out he just of gone it. like, hey? I remember something from an obscure issue in 1972. It's it's, it's a main plot point, it's, or is it? it? It's just it's 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 very big. There's a lot going on, a lot going on. The Legion of Doom's back. Um, Vandal Savage is being killed by Lex Luthor somehow. Right. Um, I think anyway. Um, I've, what I will say is though, I have been reading it elsewhere so I don't have to buy it nah. and there's an issue there's a panel in the last issue in issue three which is possibly my favorite joker panel of all time joker's in it joker's on the legion of doom and he's um you're not going to read this are you so it's no, no. spoiler basically well <laughs> we could go into this and make a whole new podcast on this justice league run so there's something going on now where Batman has found a way to shrink down and go inside people. So he's currently inside Superman. Fuck in sake. A, in a, like a little spaceship. Right. In, riding inside Superman to try and kill his an- these uh, antibodies which are trying to kill Superman. This is the entire this is the entire plot already uh, of Oh no, that's a section of the of the plot in the book. No, but this is an entire film. I've seen this before. Oh right. <laughs> so anyway, like Journey Su- to the Sense of the Human. So right. Superman and Hawk Girl are inside. No, not Superman. Batman and and Hawk Girl are inside Superman and Martian Manhunter, trying to kill these antibodies that are trying to kill them because they're in this celestial head that's landed on Earth, and uh, its defense mechanisms are trying to kill anyone that goes in. Does that make sense? Kind of. That's yeah. the that's the dumbest down I can dumb down in this right. book. But, anyway, inside Hawk Girl's spaceship, inside Superman, or Martian Manhunter, I can't remember which one, the Joker has smuggled himself into this craft, and he's just slowly and quietly creeping up behind Hawk Girl, and the last splash page is him with his finger shushing, and the, the, the lighting on his face, and you can see Hawk Girl in front, and it's just, oh, it looks good, man. It's good. The art in it is good. And what we don't know what happens next. No, the next issue's out uh, week after next, I think. Uh, oh, no, it's out th- this week, because I've just oh, said out, just yeah, yeah, yeah. before. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to... Um, I think I'm going to continue reading it online. I just don't want to spend any more money on buying it. So, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> That's that. Um, new Challengers, number three of six. Teen Titans goes to the movies, number one. So... You're going to pick up Teen Titans. Yeah, it's only a dollar book as well. Oh, is it? I, it's obviously got something to do with the movie. So It yeah. must just be a little fun tie-in. Um, Wildstorm, number 15. Dynamite Entertainment are putting out Sherlock Holmes' The Vanishing Man, number 3 of 4. Yeah. Swashbuckler's The Saga Continues, number 4. IDW are putting out Euthanauts, number 1. Low Life's number two of four. My Little Pony, Ponyville Mysteries, number three. Fuck me. For all you bronies out there. Optimus Prime, number 21. Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, number zero. Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, sorry, Rewind, you're not getting that? Teenage Mutant... Rise of the Teenage... I, I predicted this, that by the end of the show, I'd be too drunk to read out this list. And it's happening, people. <laughs> I'm a little bit half cut. 
Rise of Teenage Mutant... I can't even say it. Of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. TMNT. No, I'm not getting that. Alright, okay. I don't read Teenage... TMNT. Is it only when Batman's in it you do? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Put Batman in anything, I'll read it. Um, Star Trek, The Next Generation, Terror Incognita number one. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Universe number 24. Nailed it. <laughs> Winona Earp, Greatest Hits number one. X-Files, Case Files, Hoot Goes There number one of two. Hoot Goes There? Yeah. <laughs> is that only a pun? X-Files are punning now? <laughs> <laughs> so so far I have one book and you have not I have not okay doesn't look like JB's coming to the comic book shop with me this week nah. <laughs> Image Comics are putting out Analog number 4 Aphrodite V is that 5 V yeah Aphrodite 5 number 1 Crude number 4 Dry Country <laughs> <laughs> no Dry <laughs> You nearly said that wrong. <laughs> Dry County. I always get them mixed up. Dry County. <laughs> Dry County, number five of five. East of West, number 38. Evolution, number eight. Flavor, number three. Without the U. Because they're fucking Americans. Mm. You need the U. Flavor. Flavor. Um, Gideon Falls, number five. Ice Cream Man, number five. <laughs> <laughs> Ice Cream Man. Brilliant. Brilliant. Oh, what a scoop. (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, it's descending into chaos, this podcast. Um, Arch Nemesis, the flake. (laughs) Damn you, hundreds and thousands. (laughs) Damn you, hundreds and thousands. (laughs) Here comes my Arch Nemesis, Sherbert. (laughs) No, that's what his real name is, you know, when you call Kent and Superman. Ice Cream Man or Sherbert. (laughs) Sherbert. Here comes Waffle Cone to save the Brilliant. Name. Fuck me. <laughs> Infidel number five of five. Uh, Kick-Ass number six. I, I'm... Number, I'll pick that up. I don't understand, though, because Kick-Ass came out years ago. What's this? Is this like a new kick Oh, no, sorry. I'm thinking Hit Girl. No, they've, they've re... They've not restarted, but they've... they've revamped it whatever oh they're doing it again well yeah because I've been picking up Hit Girl I'm on Hit Girl number 6 oh, is that I, the same story then as... no it's it's all, it's it's continuing on it's kind of like Marvel do it oh right you know right. if you wanted to go into legacy numbering it could be further than that but okay Mage the Hero Denied number 10 of 15 Magic Order number 2 of 6 Proxima Centauri number 2 of 6 Rat Queen Special Neon Static number one, which is a one shot. Royal City number twelve. Skyward number four. Stella number two. Stella. Versus number five of five. And Weatherman number two. Weatherman. <laughs> so we've got Ice Cream Weatherman Man and, and Weatherman. Weatherman. I want to see that crossover. <laughs> Keen Spot Entertainment. Uh, I want to give a shout out to them. They put out a great series called Marry Me, which was really fun. Oh, you told me about that. That's yeah. something interesting. Quite similar to Dark Fang art style, actually. Oh, right. Okay. Not the story whatsoever. I was going to say, there's no way. Um, they are not the same. But they're putting out, they're a very small publishing company. They're putting out Barry Steak Fries, number one. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, God, that's my porn name. <laughs> Oh, Barry I, Steak Fries. Yes, Barry Steak Fries. 
I hundred percent. Didn't you meet a snake the other day called Barry? Or no, it's Bruce? Named Bruce. Oh yeah, Bruce the yeah. snake. Bruce if you go snake. on JB's Instagram at JB Dirtstar, he put up a lovely picture of him holding his nice thick snake. Oh mate, I love. I mean, uh, thick I, I don't know. It might get taken down soon, so go and check <laughs> that out quickly. Oh no, Barry. What's that? Barry steak and fries. The Barry steak fries. Steak oh, fries is one word. I, honestly, that is. <laughs> If I if I ever went into porn, that would be my name, <laughs> guaranteed. Okay, so let's see if you're going to get anything here. Okay, Marvel Comics. Can I just point out, was Barry Stegfries was it number one? Yeah, I'm buying that. <laughs> let's have a look at this. Actually, I am buying that. I, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I just like the name. Let me see what the. It's cover not linked looks to like. anything, I imagine. So, uh, okay. From the files of Jetpack Joyride comes Barry Stegfries. It's out of stock. It's already? Sold, it's sold out already, mate. It's not even out. Mate, oh, I've got to pick it up hell. now. That you're telling me someone I can't have, can I, have it. Can I read the, the synopsis. synopsis? Yeah, the synopsis is... Who is Barry Steakfries? Struggling gramophone salesman by day. Jetpack-stealing sleeveless adventurer also by day. He's got a shirt-ripping disease that there is no cure. He's part Bruce Campbell, part Marty McFly. All action... With the help of his friends, a robot dog that's way smarter than him, and a robot bird that shoots money, Barry tortures <laughs> <laughs> Barry tortures the evil scientists of legitimate research by stealing jetpacks faster than they can manufacture them. An all-new comic book based on the massively popular retro video game Jetpack Joyride. Okay, I'm very interested in this now because I remember Jetpack Joyride as well. That's the cover. I'm definitely. I think I remember. Hold on, what shit? Joyride. I start, it does ring a bell when you said it originally? I did like prick my ears up. Jetpack Joyride. Well, maybe that will be a pick of the week. Who knows? I, I might try and check that out. Um, <clears throat> I, I haven't played that. It's not retro. It's like seven fucking years old. <laughs> no, I've not played that. But I think I I've seen Dizzo playing that or oh, someone. Right. I have definitely seen it. Shout anyway. out to our former talk nerdy to me comrade, yeah. Adam Disley. Do you listen to this podcast? I'd like to know, actually. Actually, anyone that's listening, let us know who you are, because we see figures. You know, people are downloading and listening to this, but we don't know who you are. We'd love to know who's yeah. listening. Just um, comment. Do the do the competition thing. Share, share the post, and then we'll know who's listening, because I'm genuinely interested. Is it people that we know from our daily lives? Is anyone from, from my work listening? Anyone from outside this country? Yeah. Genuinely interested. Um, so, Marvel Comics. Let's get you some comic books here, JB. I know. I um, have been. I have noticed I've latched back onto Marvel, so they are doing something right. Avengers number five. I'll get it. I'm going to get it. It's going to... They've got till number six. If yeah. They don't, if, if by number six I'm still not, I'm dropping yeah. it. I think I'm going to get this because I'm a completist and I want to complete this arc. As soon as this Ghost Rider bullshit starts, I'm going to stop buying it, I think. But okay. I'll, I'll finish this arc. Cable number 159, obviously you're getting that. So, so you're three I'm now. I'm three, you're one. one. Um, Hunt for Wolverine, Claws of a Killer, number three of four. Couldn't care. Um, I don't care either and I'm a big X-Men fan, so that speaks volumes. Um, speaking of which... We're going to do a podcast on Old Man Logan, because I've recently read that book, 
and I want to talk about it with JB. Oh, you've just reminded me. Fucking rewind all the way back to the beginning of this motherfucking show. Thor number one has a revelation at the very end of it where fast forward into the future and you see Thor is a very, very old man with a family and he goes somewhere and... Are you gonna are you gonna read it? No. Right. Spoiler alert. But at the very end, he goes to like the end of the uh, further than he's been in the end of the universe to find out what's coming that's possibly killing the universe, and he goes to find like a sentient being that is meant to be there, and nothing made me shout, "Oh fuck off!" More than when it turned out to be. I'd like cosmic Wolverine. Like, Will they just leave Logan alone? He's just there going, he goes, what up, bub? I hope you brought a beer. It's like, fuck you. Fuck you. There's, um, yeah, so we're going to do Old Man Logan podcast, possibly the next one, actually. I will happily do that. We're going to try and coincide it with the new X-Men event that's coming out from Marvel Comics. Um, I've forgotten the fucking name of it, but there's Logan, a, Logan found it's nothing to Infinity do. Gem War. No, Logan, Logan's, Logan's not in it. It's got something to do with something, something the, dark. Side. The original X Men that came back, and I don't know something's going on with that. But yeah, we'll we'll do the Old Man Logan one next. Okay, I think, and then we'll do the signal. Yeah, we, we'll do the signal the switch, as you call it. Switch. Yeah. So here we go. Immortal Hulk number three. Yes. Yes. Both picking that Two. up. Um, is that four, four for, for me? Keep up. Um, Infinity Countdown number five of five. Wah, wah. Thank fuck that's over. I've not been reading it. but I can't wait to be Infinity Countdown. The next one will be Infinity Snooze. I just... I, just, I can't be arsed with events. Infinity Continuum. Uh, Life of Captain Marvel number one of five. Picking that up. Well, wow. there's a surprise... I don't sound like you at all, JB. A female protagonist, Captain Marvel. Oh, by New the way. series, mini-series. By the way, Vans, fuck you. Fuck you, Vans, for releasing Captain Marvel Vans, but only in women's sizes. You fucking sexist knobs. I, I mean, it was sexist towards both sexes. It was just completely... Yeah. I, don't, I can't buy a shoe because I'm a man, and you're assuming that only women want them shoes? Yeah. It was just ridiculous. I want them shoes, and... My fucking stupid bulbous toes can't fit in those little tiny shoes. Yeah. So anyway, four, three. Hashtag shoe rant. Four, so three. yeah, Captain Marvel miniseries coming out. Yeah. I know nothing about that. No, I, it's an untold story. I think it's telling the story of what happened when she first came back with powers. Mm. Um, what else have we got? I don't know, come on. I just went on the cover to see what it looked like and I've lost it. Oh, we go. Um, Marvel Superhero Adventures Miss Marvel and the Teleporting Dog number one now correct me if I'm wrong but the Teleporting Dog is Lockjaw right? yeah why the fuck aren't have they not just called it Miss Marvel and Lockjaw number one she won't know he's called Lockjaw (laughs) she'll call him the Teleporting Dog that's what happens she just makes up words for stuff like her powers as she embiggens herself Oh yeah, embiggening. I'm probably going to pick that up because I actually like last time her and Lockjaw got together was fun. I so. think this may be a kid book, like an all ages one. Just let me check. Yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe it's, not. Um, <clears throat> it's like stuff that Aiden would read. Oh no. Four yeah. three. <laughs> <laughs> um, old Man Hawkeye number seven of twelve. That's been going on. So, obviously, I've read Old Man Logan now, so I now am. I know who Old Man Hawkeye is. Mm. 
Um, I'm not interested. No, I, I'm assuming... It's <clears> the same I mean, guy. Spoilers for Old Man Logan, but he dies in that book, right? So And he's blind. So I'm guessing that this you is probably before... Find out, yeah, before you find that, out how he yeah. goes blind. Couldn't care. Okay. Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man, number 307. Runaways, number 11. Spider-Gwen, number 34. It's the final issue of Spider-Gwen. So I can't wait to check that out. It's been one hell of a ride, that book. And I hope she gets the send-off she deserves. Um, Spider-Man, Deadpool, number 36. Can't believe that's still going. Well, of course it is. It's Spider-Man and Deadpool. I know, two of Marvel's I, biggest I haven't heard cows. anyone actually going like, oh, it's fucking hilarious. Well, though. it's not. It's shit. But there's fucking a, a billion 12-year-olds out there that will buy it because it's Spider-Man and Deadpool. I suppose. You know. Um, Star Wars number 51, um, which I dropped off ages ago, unfortunately, just due to a colour on my pull list. That book was great. So eventually I'll catch up with that yeah, in trade. trade. Uh, Star Wars Darth Vader Annual number 2 same old story Star Wars Poe Dameron number 29 same old story 29? yeah I think that's coming to a close now though that um, it's gone on longer than I thought it would yeah I <laughs> it's Poe well. Dameron you know um, Thor number 3 I'm picking that up depending I'm still to reading the second one that's amazing for now I'll say yes yeah, so that's 4-4 okay 4-4 with Thor uh, Tony Stark Iron Man number 2 Going to go on, try another one. Five, four. Uh, yeah, I'm not picking that up. Uh, True Believers, so we're going to get some dollar books here. Uh, Fantastic Four ones. Uh, we're getting one by John Byrne, Walter Simonson, and The Coming of Herbie <laughs> as well. Um, yeah, I'm not going to bother with them because they're just reissues. I've probably read them already. Uh, Weapon H number five. X-Men Gold number 32 and X-Men Red number 6. You want to pick up the X-Men ones? No, I'm not, because they're all coming to a close, apart from X-Men Red. Okay. Gold and blue are finishing now. Blue went really shit. Um, Shocker? Well, yeah. Um, Oni Press. No, they're not bringing up other mutants from other dimensions in for you. <laughs> no, to be honest, the art just went downhill and they just kind of... They were just going on about... Jimmy Hudson, you know, like Wolverine's son from another di- dimension, just just didn't work. The whole Venomized thing, like he's still Venomized kind of from that crossover, mm-hmm. and I didn't read that, so it didn't make much sense to me. And yeah, no, not great. Um, there's there's plenty of other X Men books that I'm reading anyway, so it's no big deal. Um, oh, speaking of X Men, can we talk about X Men Gold issue thirty? Is this the marriage one? Yeah. Well, he totally <clears throat> pussied out. Yeah. How did you hear about? Did you have it spoiled or? Oh, I just I heard uh, Phil Mars say it. Phil Mars said he was going to spoil it. Yeah. I was like, go on, I'll listen. What what happened? Yeah. And yeah. So basically, well, you know what happened? Um, it was Colossus and Kitty. They were to be getting married, and um, she basically got cold feet as he was putting the ring on, and she phased out. As he was putting the ring on, I wish it was like dick move. I know she can't really control it sometimes, but yeah. So they did not get married, and uh, instead, uh, Gambit and Rogue got married, which was great because <laughs> I love those two characters. He basically proposed to her, and they just made use of having all that wedding shit there, and they got married. I've, what, what was really annoying was in whatever I was reading, it showed like an advertisement for what's coming up, and it's like. 
Gambit and Rogue. Yeah. And on the cover, they're in the grooms and brides dress. Like, yeah. no! <laughs> Fuck off. No, dude, I am so on board with that. It's called Mr. and Mrs. X. That's it. Which I hate the title. It's really shit. Um, they actually tried to hide this in solicitations by calling it X Classified and Top Secret Book that you know what to know about. Mm. But... People I had it spoiled for me, unfortunately, because the fucking internet, fucking Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I'm really looking forward to Mr. and Mrs. X. I hate saying that title, but I think it's going to be great. So that's another book where comic characters got married that you own. Yeah, basically, yeah. I have my own wedding album full of comic book characters. Um, so yeah, I, I was I was glad that happened. I thought it was good. Um, Only Press are putting out Ballad of Sang, number five of five. I've heard that's been really good, and I think you'd like that. So I recommend that you check that out in trade. Mm-hmm. Um, very much art style like Dark Fang that you like. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of looked a bit hit girly. All right. So, yeah, maybe check that out in the future. Invader Sim, number 32. Zim, should I say. Zim. Um, Titan Comics putting out Dead Life, number one of three. And Rivers of London Waterweed number two, Robotech number eleven, and Valiant Entertainment putting out Ninja K number nine, Quantum and Woody number eight, and Shadow Man number five. Quantum and Woody are what I call the collective name for my balls is Quantum, <laughs> and Woody is the chef. <laughs> Brilliant. So we've got um, what's, and what's Barry your, Steak Fries. Barry Steak Fries with get with his Quantum, Quantum and Woody. <laughs> Fondle my quantum while sucking my woody. And on that note, (laughs) thank you for listening, dear listeners. (laughs) We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, I've had a blast. Thanks for coming on, man. No, it's been brilliant. Yeah. All new, all all new, all different Chris's comics. Yeah. I think it flowed a lot better this time. Yeah. If you enjoyed it, please give us a five star review on iTunes. And yeah, be sure to let us know that you've done that hashtag repost all that and we'll send you some free shit I mean I really mean it if you do enjoy us doing this please just go and take 10 seconds to click from on you you're listening on your phone now you've probably got your phone in your hand deciding what else you can listen to just go just quickly write a review even if the review is I'll listen to it it was right that's fine yeah. but that it just we need that just so that we get reach out to more people yeah that's great thank you for listening. Thank you, JB, for being on the show. Not a problem. Thank you for having me, as always. And we'll see you next time where we'll be talking about Old Man Logan, more than likely. Really? Um, yeah. Thanks for... How do I sign off this fucking thing? I forgot. Do I have a catchphrase? <laughs> if you did, it wasn't that catchy. Um, <laughs> I would have say that we would normally go, I'm Jay. I'm Chris. And we've been talking nerdy. There it is. There it is. Goodbye. Cue the music. Chris is coming, 